If you're a fan of the content that I produce, then you're probably not a fan of corporate press, mainstream media, because I know I'm not, and I rag on them all the time, so I can only assume if you watch the videos of me ragging on corporate press, mainstream media, these big tech conglomerates and the big media conglomerates, I can only assume you probably don't like them either. Well, recently, a whistleblower stepped forward and came to Project Veritas revealing censorship at Fox 26. That whistleblower is here with us today. Ivory, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. My name is Ivory Hecker, and I am a Tim fan, so I'm oh, cool. honored Thank to you. be out here. Yeah. So uh, this is a funny story. You, uh, you were just in New York. Yeah. And uh, how did you – How did can you, can you, you want to tell everybody how you ended up Oh, here? yeah. So, yeah. So I was <laughs> in New York. Uh, so many people have been wanting to interview me, and so I've – been very busy with that as well as well as trying to edit content and get this true story out there there's so much to tell um and then i get a note from tim um saying would you is there any way that you could come on the show in person tonight and i know we have like five hours five uh, hours yeah and i was like oh my gosh I was like, okay, I'm looking into a helicopter or a plane or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, please film yourself going onto a helicopter. You know, I was like, look, that's how awesome your show is. <laughs> oh, is thanks, gonna, man. We're going to find ourselves a helicopter and get on. Right. Here. Yeah. Well, you made it. And this is going to be awesome. So we're going to talk all about corruption in media. There's a bunch of stories. I mean, right now, Joe Biden has been, uh, he was at the G7 summit. He was with Putin. And a lot of people, even, you know, many people on the left and the right are pointing out the American journalists are screaming at Putin and not asking any of these questions to Joe Biden. We don't have a fair and honest media in this country anymore, so I'm glad you're here, and we're going to talk about your story. Of course, I have a somewhat similar story. I didn't blow the whistle and come out and you know do some big expose, but I've certainly experienced a lot of what you've, you've talked about. So we'll, we'll get into all that. Of course, we got Luke. You guys are causing some uh, serious microaggressions against the mainstream media, and that's <laughs> totally not cool. Mika Brzezinski of MSNBC, who previously said it's her job to control exactly what people think, mm. probably doesn't appreciate it. So, yeah. Welcome. I am your humble t-shirt vendor, and if you like the t-shirts I wear, you could get them at thebestpoliticalshirts.com, including the one that I wear now. And I might be live-tweeting on Luke. We are changed. Thanks for having me. Live-tweeting. Well, hey, I'm Ian Crossland. What's up, everybody? Ivory, I'm glad you're here. Glad to hear. I want to hear about this. I've heard a little bit about it, so I'm, I'm glad to hear from, about it from your perspective. I'm so honored to be here. And I am so excited to have Ivory as well. I always love having ladies on the show, especially ladies with big, um, what do they call them, lady cojones? Yes, I love the way she unpacked this for the, the, the audience at large. I think it's great. I'm excited. We're going to learn a lot about the inner workings of the media and why we experience lies and manipulation. Of course, I've got personal experience, but we've got a big story right now. So we'll get into that. Before we do, head over to TimCast.com. Sign up to become a member by clicking that Members Only button. And you will get access to the exclusive members only area. But you may notice there's other posts there. Uh, I'll be completely honest. They're not supposed to be there. Uh, many of these posts are for some reason appearing. We knew we, we knew we were going to have a formatting issue, but I wanted to launch the newsroom ASAP. So we've had Cassandra Fairbanks sign on as our new editor in chief, and she's been writing articles. We're doing phone calls with a bunch of journalists. We're going to be moving people into the area. And that's because your memberships allow us to hire real journalists. Many people who are excited to have the ability to write real news without political agenda. I'm not going to tell people what politics they have. I'm going to say, just write the facts. We're going to get a fact checker and they're going to fact check because we're going to double up, make sure real news is coming out. And that's because you guys are members. So I think in in, in the, the, the genre that we're about to enter, media criticism, 
it's, a, it's entirely perfect. So we have a bunch of amazing articles that just went up, and we will have a bonus members-only segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. after the show for members of the website. And then the full site should be launching in, well, I can say two or three weeks, but there's going to be QA. There's going to be testing and stuff. So we'll see. But hopefully within the next month or so, we will have a fully functioning news site with hopefully I'm thinking five people working on the news team to start. So that's because you guys are members. Don't forget to smash that like button right now. Subscribe to this channel. Hit that notification bell. Share the show with your friends. If you think the stories that we're going to we're going we're gonna to hear right now about corruption in media, if you think this stuff is very important and people need to know about it, maybe they don't believe you when you tell them the media is not telling you the truth. This is the video. This is the show. Share this with them. Take the URL. If you think we deserve better ratings at CNN, please share the video. It really does help. Let's get into the first story. We got this link from Project Veritas. Fox 26 Houston TV reporter Ivory Hacker goes public. Hmm. I don't need to read it. Ivory sitting right here. So let's just start from the beginning. What uh, what happened? Well, uh, weird stuff started to happen late last summer. Uh, they they it, the first thing that just really stunned me was when Fox Twenty Six sent me to cover COVID treatment at a hospital. They didn't like what the doctor said, and then they went ahead and punished me for allowing his son uh, his soundbite to reach people's eardrums so so wait, uh, wait you 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 just asked the doctor some questions and yeah. you got in trouble for what the person they wanted you to interview said a medical yeah. professional yeah so um yeah so this was this was two weeks after dr stella emmanuel spoke in dc mm. saying saying what she said about hydroxychloroquine and then i uh, i was sent two weeks later to talk to a doctor who was treating COVID patient. He had actually teamed up with the Army medical team from the Department of Defense. They were all treating COVID patients. And the interview was very dull. The Army wouldn't tell me anything. Uh, I knew that the audience was still buzzing about hydroxychloroquine after all of that crazy news about Stella Emanuel, the mass censorship across social media that we saw after that. Uh, People still people had i think people had lost more trust than ever in in media when they saw this strange blackout where every hydroxychloroquine post was being deleted um still yeah yeah, so so even even we have to be careful otherwise youtube would take the whole show down Right. Yeah. Creepy. So sorry, I'm saying the H word. I hope I hope your show survives. <laughs> no, I mean, me. we, they, it, look, um, it it. if it gets deleted, it does. <laughs> yeah. you, if YouTube pulls that and is that creepy because we're talking about censorship in, in the media. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the level of insanity we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Really? And, and, and we're not telling people what to do. We're not medical professionals. So we want to clarify that. Yeah. And ju- we're just talking about the facts of the story, which are very right, important. Exactly. You talked to a medical professional in the field exactly. dealing with real life situations. And and could you could you expand on, on, on his kind of take? What was what was so, so you, like? This, why? Why did this happen here? This all that happened. Dull interview with the army. They won't tell me a thing. I know people are buzzing about hydroxychloroquine. So I say final question of the whole interview I say by the way did you do you guys do you guys use hydroxychloroquine and then he said actually we we have used it and we've had great success I know it's very controversial but we throw the whole kitchen sink at them we treat we treat them with mm-hmm. a lot of they have they have a whole recipe of treatments for COVID patients and uh, so I I actually added that as the final soundbite in my TV package and by the way guys I just I d- the story I'm telling you I literally just uploaded uh, YouTube, if you check my social media, 
uh, I uh, uploaded my boss's own words on this, so you can go check what my boss has said about this uh, after after the, the right show wraps up. YouTube.com slash Ivory Hacker, I believe. Or, or, yeah, I mean, just search Ivory Hacker, I guess. I don't know if, if it's... Sometimes well, that doesn't uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess, yeah, maybe it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, if you go to my Instagram, real.ivory, I just uploaded it there. Right anyway, so... Uh, so the bosses, the bosses, I added that as the last sound bite of the package. Oh, by the way, he, he is using this, this hospital is implementing the controversial drug. Uh, and I, and I called it controversial. I just left it at that. And, uh, my minutes before air, my bosses were like, get rid of that sound bite. We do not want that in, in our newscast. And I was like, okay, well, why is that? Um, hmm. they said, it, well, you didn't include the context of other drugs they're using. I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I got rid of it from the TV news. It didn't air in the TV news. I uploaded that soundbite to Facebook with the caption having all the drugs he uses to treat COVID. So his whole his whole recipe is on there. And the bosses flipped out. They flipped out. They said that I uh, was not following their instruction. I did exactly what they told me to yeah. do, right? Wow. So anyway, they went so far as to... Uh, they actually shut down my social media. Said, they said, you're not allowed to post anything until we say so. And then, so I was in like a week long blackout and then they said, okay, you can post on social media, but only things that we approve, which is safe news. Wow. And, <laughs> but then, uh, they, but they instituted a, basically a permanent social, uh, social, uh, a permanent ban on coverage of COVID drug treatment. So I was no longer allowed to cover COVID drug treatments because I could not comprehend the narrative. Well, the I mean, narrative the, wasn't the going The president through. was talking about yeah. this. Right. And, and here's news. the thing. This, I'm, I'm adding zero commentary, zero opinion to this. Just here's his soundbite. This is what he said. Yeah. Yahoo News had a story about, you know, uh, HCQ, and they had a story titled, Drug Endorsed by Trump No More Effective Than Placebo at Warding Off Coronavirus, Studies Suggest. A couple days ago, they had another article by Yahoo News. I'm not saying this. Yahoo News is saying this. Study shows hydroxychloroquine and zinc treatments increased coronavirus survival rate by almost three times. To That's Yahoo News. To be That's not even but me. to, to be yeah. fair, I mean it's a year apart. Yeah. So uh, there was some there were some studies that that had been retracted, and I think the, the I think and the, here, the, here's the fascinating thing though that doctor I interviewed he was adding the zinc with the hydroxychloroquine. Yes. Apparently, people are saying that it works more effectively if there's zinc mixed with it. I, I don't know. And there was other previous studies without zinc. Uh, and, and that's why Dr. Chris Martinson of Peak Prosperity was talking about how there was a debunked study that, that was personally not adding up to the science that, that he questioned that came out about hydroxychloroquine. So let's, let, let's right just away. say this right now. Yeah. Do not take any advice. Yeah. Like, you seriously got to go talk to a doctor. You do not get it from us. Just because there's some Yahoo stories that say one thing or another doesn't mean you should do anything. You should talk to a doctor and take your doctor's advice. I think the biggest thing, I think one of the things YouTube is concerned about, I'll say one of the things, is that you get these stories about this lady eating fish food or whatever, and they don't want to get smeared in the media having supported shows that have promoted or talked about it at all. So we're not, we, we, I want to be very clear. Our focus is on the media's response to this. Exactly. You go and talk to a doctor before you do anything. So looking at the comparison of those two studies almost a year apart, it's just, it's more of a confirmation that we need to keep the conversation going out in the public. Stop shutting down conversation about this because we could have, we could have maybe connected more dots on this a lot earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I will, I will add that that study that's come out is not peer reviewed. 
and it's it's a it's a preliminary research study that is not to be used for guidelines according to its like the first paragraph in the study says do not use this for clinic for you know in clinical use it is not peer reviewed so i think this this is one of the things that we have to be careful about and for whatever reason youtube freaks out now i will say the creepier aspect of it is you can't even you can't even ask a doctor right the, the, right the, it, it was a doctor who was doing but here's here's one thing that just stopped me in my tracks a couple of weeks ago I was I was thinking back to that doctor and thinking over this this crazy journey these past like 10 months or whatever it's been. And I googled him and I came across some something that said that his death rate was dramatically lower in his hospital than other hospitals and I was like, "What?" and I looked into this further and I actually made calls myself and and collected raw data and came to find that he has dramatically lower death rates at his hospital compared to other hospitals across the county, the nation, and the world. This is a major story, and I think this is why YouTube has had the hammer on it so effectively because, you know, there's a lot of implications here. I don't want to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. But people should do their own research, do their own homework. The medical studies are out there. You could read them yourselves. Some are are debunked. But but the conversations that are being had are are having to be had outside of big social media companies, and that's sad. And also outside of corporate news uh, outlets as well. I will will add there is a really creepy, like – I don't, I don't know if you describe it, but the, there's the left. The establishment left has their creepy blue and on worldview where mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow screams Russia for years and they all just believe it. And then you do have, you know, QAnon people and people who just outright believe certain things. And this is the challenge. Um, yeah, people, so- people, people going online and just reading whatever and assuming it's true. That's why I'm like, look, a, a lot. We, we've mentioned this before. I've had people say that they don't trust their own doctor, and I'm like, if you don't trust your own local doctor, like, who do you trust? Like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's your response to go ask your neighbor Agatha or something? Like, I'm sorry, I couldn't do that. I have to talk to a doctor. Yeah. Maybe get a second opinion. You, you, know? you should have a relationship with them. You should get some of the scientific studies, send them to your medical professional, and have an honest, real discussion with them. Because if you can't trust your doctor, you're, you're at the wrong doctor. You, you know, should you know, be I, having real, let, honest let, conversations. But i got to stress this point. I turn on the TV every day, and you'll see, like, some woman with blonde pigtails prancing through the fields, and it'll be like, she's happy because she takes Flabodon. (laughs) Is Flabodon right for you? And I'm like, they just promote – they don't even tell me what the drug does. I remember seeing a commercial. I'm not going to name the drug. They'll come after me. These people are litigious. But it was like – I'll keep it vague. And it was asking if this drug is right for you. And I'm just like, you didn't even tell me what it does. Yeah. So it's like some, some old man's going to call and he's going to be like, I saw a commercial. Is it right for me? And they're like, sir, this is for pregnant women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, the commercial didn't tell me that. Yeah. But, but, but these commercials that YouTube is probably taking ad money from. Oh, TV news is definitely taking yeah. ad money from that. And yeah. any TV news viewer knows that it, the commercial breaks are full of drug yeah. companies. Okay. Mm-hmm. TV news is heavily funded by drug companies. And does that compromise the newscast yeah. when the coverage turn comes to drugs? I don't know. And but but sorry. here's the thing, guys. So I, when I found out those those death rates at, at the hospital, it really, uh, you know, made me stop in my tracks and say, let me circle back to that story they banned me from last year. So that's what I've been digging on the past few weeks. Um, I'm going to release an independent report on this in in the coming days, uh, unveiling, uh, you know, really digging deep into the banned information about about what's really happening in these hospitals what what this guy's doing and he 
he's not just just using one. He actually phased hydroxychloroquine out because he got too much pressure on him. Yeah. The pressure was intense. He was using a recipe of uh, almost almost ten different items that were really key. He says it's a very interesting story. I'm, I'm going to talk to. Uh, quite a few people for this report, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I know some medical doctors, too, that I could connect you with. Uh, and also, another thing I wanted to add, I love hearing the side effects for those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> when they, like, like, Explosive bowels. Things. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> what the hell That's the majority uh, of the commercial yeah. space. But, so, yeah. so uh, but I want to, uh, going back to, like, the corporate side of this, they, I guess what they were saying was that in, in, in this video that came out, that uh, when you, the video you got for Project Veritas, you had one uh, higher up saying that about Bitcoin, that certain you know ethnic minorities wouldn't be interested in stories so they don't report it. And so I'm wondering in this regard if what wh- what is the reason why a corporate executive would say don't tell this story? It sounds like the answer is they want to make money, right? Uh, yeah, I really I really am not entirely sure what the motive was at the top. I think I think Fox at this time, and I'm talking Fox Corp. They they feel such a target on their back for having the name Fox, and they are really you're you're really watching Fox start to crumble to that pressure. Is what's happening is they're starting to be so careful, and if they see other media censoring something out, they join that team and say we'll be safer. Yeah, that's fine. That. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what I found interesting in the in the, the video that you did or that you released was when the that one woman says, you know, she passed on a story about Bitcoin because the 5 p.m. hour is like largely, you know, black people who wouldn't be interested in this story, things like that. And you mentioned that they were really like targeting demographics and trying to figure out which news would cater to them. Is, yes, you, absolutely. Could you, could you explain that to us? Like what oh, yeah. It? It's in, in news. It's like everything's broken down into these little demographics. And, and actually, the it's like a, a, a large amount of the behind the scenes conversation in news is about racial groups well what's this racial group doing what's that racial group doing and how will this racial group respond to this news or or whatever and it it's it's crazy it's uh it's it's all through race colored lenses opposite of what mlk had in mind by the way but uh so yeah they they she just made an assumption that that uh if you're poor and black you don't care about bitcoin Maybe it's because they haven't been told about Bitcoin because these news outlets just say they wouldn't care anyway. They make an assumption about a person based on their race when they could be wrong. Maybe if you gave information to people and an opportunity to understand, they might actually care about it. Right. And if you look at one technology that has enriched people, has helped people, has taken people out of poverty and given them some wealth, what technology recently has allowed people to do that? cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. and bitcoin they have helped so many developing countries third world countries there have been so many charity efforts there have been so many amazing things happening in the bitcoin cryptocurrency space that help people that is just it's just kind of crazy to see someone's perception controlling uh you know the reporting on, on something that is so crucially important uh, like bitcoin it it feels to me like there's i guess it's a hive mind it's the collective i, I refer to group think yeah, right? So there is this major media hive. And if you step out of line, they all point at you in the same direction and they fire their uh, figurative, you know, uh, lasers at you. 
all of a sudden now you're getting the heat from every single media outlet, every single activist organization, and then everyone gets scared it'll come for them, so they shut off working with you. You get canceled. I wonder if that's what we're seeing with, like, you mentioned the pressure at these news stations. Yeah, Fox doesn't want to get canceled by by being being said to be touting a drug that is said to not work. So they're just going to they're, they're gonna ban coverage of the drug to protect themselves. I actually have experience with this. So when I worked for Fusion, which was the ABC News Univision joint venture, I was talking to the president of the company, and he told me, you know, our, our job here is to side with the audience. That's what he called it. What it basically meant was we make news, you know, content that caters to a group of people that is looking for that confirmation bias. I asked him, I was like, so if, are you saying to me, that if there is a factual news story, but it would be offensive to our audience, we don't report it. And he said, I think that's fair. Yes. That, I think, summarizes it. That is the state of the American media. 100%. And that, that happened to me f- uh, almost six years ago. Okay, tried, so this is, your, this is your story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was I was basically trying to quit for the past 10 months, but I had this crazy rigid Fox contract. Mm-hmm. That's okay. exactly what happened to me. Yeah. What's your, okay, what's your I story? I had a two-year contract with Fusion. And after about a year, I'll, 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 I'll start from the beginning. So, you know, I worked at Vice. I got contacted by this recruitment company. They said, here's what we want to do. We basically we love what you've done with Vice News because I, I was the founding member. I was the first person they hired and really shaped a lot of it. They said, we want you to do that exact same thing here with new technology, new methodology. And, and I was like, that's fantastic. Went and talked. They gave me some numbers. I said, this is fantastic. I'm going to have a budget. I'm going to have a team. I'm going to be making great money, and we're going to launch something really incredible. Within about six months or so, the company went from, we want to be edgy and youthful to, we are completely woke in every way, and we outright hate white people. I'm not kidding. The editor-in-chief changed his Twitter banner to say, down with whiteness, and it was a black fist, like revolution fist. And so that to me was like, okay, I, I just go on the ground and I tell people what's happening. I'm not here to claim a race is bad or to push ideology. And so I started uh, uh, having these conversations where I'd be just, I'd just say like, hey, I'm not comfortable with the content shift. And eventually it became more golden handcuffs for me. They didn't want this kind of content anymore. They wanted activists, progressive. And this is how the conversation came about. One of the first was, I said, look, if, if uh, you know, was when I, was, I, I go to his office and I said, I see what's going on at this company. I don't agree with your ideology. It doesn't fit like my style of reporting. I just want to do on the ground, you know, documentaries. I, I went to a weapons expo in, in Brazil. We went, we looked at guns and missiles and there were generals walking around and stuff. Nothing overtly ideological. And so when I, when I, when I come back and I see what they're doing with all the content, I'm like, this stuff is laughable. I mean, like, you're, you're dumping, what, hundreds of millions of dollars into be, into, to make an activist blog. Like, people do this work for free. You don't need to start a newsroom to make an activist blog. Go start a nonprofit. Do you want to actually do news and want to make a successful company? This isn't going to work. That's where that conversation comes from, where he says, look, we're just here to side with the audience. And, I, and then I said, what audience is that? And he says, look, young people are progressive. This is the thing that they want. And I said, I don't think it's about what they want. I think it's about giving fair and honest information so that they can understand what's happening in the world. And then he said, look, you know, we're here to just side with the audience. That's when I said, does that mean if there's a factual news story that would be offensive to them, we wouldn't report? He said, yes, I think that's fair. I had a meeting with them in, I think this was in California because we were based in Miami. And I sat down with them after about a a year or so into the contract. And I said, 
if this is the way things are going to go, clearly I shouldn't be here. So how about we just end it now and you guys sever my contract? But they didn't want to do that. I think they were worried that I was one of their high-profile hires. They called it the Expendables. They hired a bunch of prominent personalities from across New York media. They were like, what would happen if the news comes out, Tim Pool breaks contract and quits? They didn't want to deal with the bad PR. So he was like, yo, I, I see what you're saying. I'm really sorry. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. The president outright told me that the company was racist, like straight up said the company was racist wow. and it was, and it was, you know, there were issues. And so he said, we'll talk about it later. Well, what ended up happening later was I got a phone call and I thought this was it. I got an email. They're like, we need to have a conversation with you. And I was like, finally, it's been a few months. Now they're going to end my contract early and I can be, be rid of this, this, you know, this company. No, uh, I get a phone call thinking the guy's going to say, we've, you know, considered what you've talked about and we're going to let you go. Instead, he said, I just wanted to let you know, um, you know we have a very serious uh, matter to discuss with you. And, 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 and I think um, I'd rather just tell you in person. And I was like, wonderful. And he goes, yes, uh, we're going to be depositing a very large bonus. It should be around $40,000 into your bank account. And we don't want you to be alarmed by the number. And I went, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's getting a bonus. And I started laughing. And I was like, is this a joke? I, I, I don't even know why I got a bonus. I was not part of whatever the structure is they were trying to build. And then I look at my bank account. I'm like, okay. And then I just waited, I suppose, and had more and more of the same conversations. They didn't want this kind of coverage anymore. I, I can understand it. When they wanted to start the company, they wanted to make Vice. After they uh, uh, changed their course, they realized they had me under contract and they didn't want to look bad. So then come August of 2016... The same thing happens. We should call. And I'm like, here it is. My contract is up. Thank you for everything you've done for the company. At this time, we will not be renewing your contract. And I said, thank you and have a nice day. And that was it. That was done. And that's wow. when I started my own YouTube thing. That's corruption. Yeah. They, yeah. They, their, their goal was not to provide information to people to help them better their lives. Their explicit goal, their expressed goal was to give confirmation bias to people. Now, I know the left will look at my content and say, Tim, you rag on Democrats all day and night, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I personally, as a pundit and commentator do, I have my, my biases. I rag on the Republicans in a different way and not nearly as much as I do the Democrats. But we're going to do something very, very different with our newsroom. We're going to get an independent fact checker, two or three, and they're going to be in a different office outside of our newsroom fact checking the articles we write because we're going to do it properly. That's So, you know, when I heard your story, I was like, I've, I've experienced a lot of the similar, similar things, right? When, when you had that video of the woman saying the audience wouldn't care about that. You know, why should we report on Bitcoin? The audience is not going to care about that. I'm like, oh, I know, I know exactly what they're saying. And then when, you, when, when I thought it was interesting, too, because there's two sides to this. You mentioned that they're just interested in the executive's opinion. And that's also bad. We don't want newsrooms where you have one executive saying, I just want propaganda for my worldview. And we also don't want a newsroom that says, just feed the, the, the peasants whatever confirmation bias you can give them. You want an eclectic group of real reporters with varying worldviews seeking out the truth, seeking out information, and disseminating it. And that means often you'll have something that'll be offensive to Republicans, or offensive to Democrats. Young people will hate it. Old people will hate it. And then there'll be a lot of things that people appreciate, a big expose and a, a corporate malfeasance. But when you, have, when you have a CEO, you know what happens? When you have an executive sticking his finger in the editorial, I've seen it. They say, oh, is that, what's that story? There's a, a large soda company that's doing something wrong. Well, they sponsor us, so we're not going to report on that. And then they, they stick their finger into the news reporting, and they shut down very important stories about corporate malfeasance. In the inverse, you have people saying, just tell the audience whatever they want to hear, and you can't have either of that. It's got to be about seeking truth and providing information whether people like it or not. Exactly. In fact, there's another big story that I, that I have been 
trying to get out to viewers. There's a few things that I need to do to, to verify what's going on and get it out there. And, and I presented this story to my bosses and, a couple of months ago. I'm not going to go into detail because I'm still working on this story. But uh, I, I told my bosses, there's two people I need to track down on the ground. I need to just run into them and have a mic and, hey, so what's going on, you know? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And they said, absolutely not. They were just like, oh, what? Yeah. You're crazy. We would never just confront someone like that. It was like, what? Like, that, that is journalism. Yeah. Like getting, getting that person, this is, this is a potentially very dark story. If this, if what happened is true, that is dirty. Yeah. Luke's, Luke's got experience with running up to people and. I mean, that's what, it's real journalism. Going up to people, and, doorstepping yeah. them, asking them a question that's people, not scripted. Yeah. Everything we see on the mainstream media right now is carefully written, carefully scripted. Joe Biden gets pre-approved questions in front of oh. him that he has cue cards for that he answers. There is. Oh, I can tell and you the that. Only reason, I can yeah, verify that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I remember being at a lecture for Condoleezza Rice and she was, she was doing a Q&A allegedly from the general public and she was asked questions. And then I remembered later that day watching the John Stewart show because this was a few years ago the same exact questions that allegedly came from the audience was what john stewart was asking condoleezza rice in this you know pre-scripted interview that she knew all the right talking points to sell her book she probably sent yeah. him the questions and said this exactly. is all you're allowed and, to and, ask and, and this is this is their their book this is this is all a big illusion and i remember being there right before you went from vice to 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 fusion and disney i remember i was like timmy no don't join the dark side don't do it <laughs> no, no. wasn't vice bad enough i was like i already had enough conflicts with vice there was a, some drama between me and them we even shot a full skit about us testing less lethal weapons on each other we sat down got tear gassed together oh, we they, did a whole segment ruined that. and then and then we couldn't even no one even saw that video footage well that's different that's yeah. that that was more like a major corporation yeah. that wanted to be cool exactly. and mm. didn't understand anything I told yeah. them. And what we did was really freaking I was like, cool. we want to go to a secure location where we can we can test out these police tactics in an open field. They brought us to a parking lot at McDonald's and I'm like, what? We we, we <laughs> can't we can't do this here. Like this you can't release tear gas in a parking lot. Like what are you doing? Yeah, the feds showed up. It's a long, crazy oh story. Uh, That's uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was wild. But um, what what you experienced happening to you, the kind of golden handcuffs happened to a lot of people, whether it's uh, Philip Donahue, whether it's Jesse Ventura. There's a lot of people reporting how they get bought out by big companies and all they have to do is not do anything. Right. Guys, but, uh, yeah, when you said golden handcuffs, I was like, what a concept that I, I almost felt in some ways like that's been something that's been happening to me. The more I push back internally, I, I mean, I started I started aggressively pushing back against my bosses on these things like I lost all fear of confrontation with my bosses when I saw the depths to which they stooped late last summer I was like okay I don't want to be a part of this company anyway so I'm not going to tiptoe yeah. around my bosses and I started to I, I started to call them out every chance I got every time they did something sketchy I would call them out and what started to happen is I I started to 
like get any day off that I wanted. I got like two mm. weeks off over Christmas and, and New Year's and I, I I never have to work weekends. Yeah. Uh it's just So I, I don't I don't wanna ask you to answer this about you personally, but um would you say that these local newsrooms in general on average pay well? Uh in in Houston it's uh it's a decent amount. I, I mean it's not like relative Tons, to but the it's it's not it's not low it's it's probably more than most people make right that, that yeah. that's what I'm wondering you know for like somebody who lives in the Houston area maybe they're a, a, a trades they, they work a trade of some sort or maybe they have you know they drive Uber or they maybe work at a Walmart or something maybe yeah we're definitely making more than those people yeah this is what I find really fascinating about the whole thing is it's almost like the whole system relies on you just recognizing that you are a privileged elite and you don't want to leave the club right. I walk into Vice when I first started there. A lot of those people got paid really poorly. Let's be honest. Like Vice didn't pay all that well. They were notorious for it. But there are many news outlets uh, um, in New York. I shouldn't even call them news outlets. They pay an insane amount of money. 60 grand to write listicles about, you know, like different hamsters they saw on the Internet. It's like, why are they getting paid so much per year when the guy who cleans the toilets gets paid a third of that or, 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 or half that? Why is it that the guy who has to wait around in the sewer is getting paid less than the person who's fresh out of college with no experience writing trash for the <laughs> Internet? I think it's because control of information is extremely important. So they want people to look around and say, I don't want to be a garbage man. They, they, they do. Like, I mean, this is what we hear when we grow up, right? They, they say, oh, if you don't go to school, you could end up being a garbage man. My dad never told me that. He said, garbage man might be very happy. He probably makes great money. Better than the guy at McDonald's. McDonald's guy's probably happy too. Who, who knows? Some people probably aren't happy. Happiness has nothing to do with that. So I found that, you know, interesting. But I, I think about how we, we teach our kids this. You don't want to be a burger flipper. You don't want to be a garbage man. Then all of a sudden, these people, they get this privileged access where they're getting paid a bunch of money to do basically nothing. It's not real work. I'm talking about New York blogs. I'm not talking about actual journalism. They don't want to leave that club. They don't want to step out of line. There's money to be made. So Golden Handcuffs works in a couple different ways. When you yeah. get a contract... They tell you, hey, we're not going to use this story every single time you, you get one. No, we're not interested. No, we're not interested. Have a nice day. Then they just basically, you end up sitting in the corner of an office, getting paid decently, doing nothing. Yep. The other kind of golden handcuffs is more of the peer pressure kind where it's like, well, you're not a bigot, are you? You it's, agree oh, with this, don't you? and that is what is prolific in TV news. They, they, the, the wokeness? The, 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 like, oh, you're not, you're not, it's basically... You're, you're not right wing at all, are you? <gasps> that was a slightly right leaning pitch there. You pitched a story that, uh, well, you know, what are your views? You know, and everyone in, in news is terrified to ever be thought to possibly lean to the right. You, yeah, you have to be leaning to the left, which is, which is so sad. You shouldn't be leaning anywhere. You should be just looking for the facts, period. Yeah. Uh, but in, in, in looking for what the audience has questions about. We as journalists have more access to the audience than ever before. We get to just look at our own social media comments and see what the audience cares about and what they want answer answers to. And what I saw at Fox is an audience screaming in the comment section. So frustrated. The Fox 26 viewers were so disgusted with Fox 26. Yeah. And their questions were what I started pitching in the meetings, in our morning editorial meetings, and and I watch the pitches get shot down, shot down, shot down. But isn't it weird then when you had that supervisor say that, you know, the 5 p.m. slot doesn't make sense to talk about Bitcoin because the people who watched aren't interested in it? If the, if 
it, it's weird that they're they're kind of doing both things. Like, oh, we know our audience won't like the story. We won't do it. Meanwhile, you actually have people on your social media saying, hey, we'd like to know more about this. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to do that either. Right. Seems more like it was an excuse for them to pick and choose what stories they want to promote. Of course, they didn't want to promote Bitcoin. Bitcoin gives regular people a way out. So I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm not a financial advisor. Do not take this to be financial advice. And I'm just going to tell you about my opinions. If you put money in a savings account, when I put money in a savings account, inflation devalues my currency. The, my ability to buy things diminishes over time because of the way the Federal Reserve prints money. When I put my money in Bitcoin, the value of the Bitcoin went up and the val- my purchasing power actually increased. Teaching poor people that they could find a way out I have to imagine a lot of elites and, and rich people don't like the idea that poor people can escape the system they've created. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible. You know, I just discovered Bitcoin in November and made some nice money, nice money from it. November. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. So it was at around 13,000 or so. And then uh, and now it's at 40. And all the naysayers and all these outlets keep wanting, keep wanting to say, oh, no, it was at 65 and now it fell. So it's bad. And I'm just like, yeah, look, man. If someone gave me a dollar right now, would I put it in a savings account or would I put it in? I put it in Bitcoin. Because yeah. me personally, my personal opinion, not financial advice, is that that dollar is going to retain its value or increase. I put it in the savings account, it's going gonna, it's gonna to inflate and become worthless. Exactly. But, but Tim, poor people getting rich is a big no-no. We can't allow that. We can't allow people to have their own individual economic freedom and sovereignty through well, cryptocurrencies. Well, that no, no, that's be, it. Yeah. It's not about getting rich. Yeah. It's about if I work, the value of my labor is retained. Exactly. And I totally agree with you, and that's why we have seen such concerted efforts throughout the years. I've been hearing them ever since Bitcoin went from 400 to 200, ever since it went from 2000 to 800. It's always Bitcoin is over. It's collapsing. It's never going to become a thing. It's horrible for the world. It's, it's, it's causing pollution. Meanwhile, look at the carbon created by the military-industrial complex. Look at the carbon created <laughs> by gold mining, and it's way higher than Bitcoin. I, I previously just put out a chart on my Twitter account showing the exact amount of CO2 caused by all these other alternatives and bitcoin is all the way down there very low but yet again elizabeth warren is the one campaigning a huge war against bitcoin trying to of course control it regulate it and of course make sure that people can't enrich themselves some way or keep their money some way through the larger financial crimes that are happening well, against let, the public let, right let's, now let's go back to that thing you were mentioning let's see i think i have this pull this up somewhere yes where we have it from grabian uh Gra- grabian news Micah Brzezinski said, this is February 22nd, 2017, our job is to control exactly what people think. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what were they telling everybody in 2008, just before the big crash? Everything's fine. The economy's great. Invest in the stock market. Go buy a house. Go get yourself a loan. Everything's mm-hmm. hunky-dory. And they knew. Yeah. What they were they knew. telling us in 2003? There's WMDs, weapons of mass destructions. <laughs> They're working. Osama bin Laden is working with Iraq. They're making yellow cake and they're creating web and they're and they're creating little yeah. small nuclear devices that will be blow, blowing up in New York City. Uh, and then we could go on. We could we could go on to, to, to 2001 when they told everyone the air was safe to breathe down at Ground Zero when it wasn't. It was filled with asbestos. But the mainstream media knowingly that previously just a few months ago was talking about the asbestos in the Twin Towers being white elephants just months ago. The New York Times before 9-11 was talking about that. They were now reporting the air is completely safe to breathe at Ground Zero, even though it was filled with asbestos and, and, and then, the criminality there. I and mean, and, then and you know, I be, I'm sure it's because the local law enforcement said that, or the no, no, no. Christy Todd, Todd Whitman announced that after the EPA got their results. 
fudged the data. The data went through Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice edited out that it was unsafe, that it was toxic, that it was going to kill people. George W. Bush then published the findings, gave it out to the mainstream media according with the EPA guidelines, and the EPA announced the air is safe to breathe, and, even though they, they so edited there you out go. the findings. You hear EPA, yeah. and that is God to the exactly. media. Yeah. The media, the government says it, you, it's true. You must, if, yeah. if the government says it, you cannot question it. Unless at, the. That's my experience. Yeah, I was in New York City. I, I was breathing in that dust, and unless, I'm, I'm pissed. Or, yeah. Unless, unless it's Trump. When yeah. Trump was the government, everything he said was false. So we get that 2003. We get that 2001. We get that 2003. We get that uh, all throughout the you know even Katrina. There was massive lies and and total psyops there well, with look, what was look, happening wait, wait, on the ground. But, but look at last uh, October. Yep. What what happened? The New York Post put out a story: Hunter Biden his laptop, and social media shut the story down. They said it was misinformation. We can't we can't allow this. The spokesperson from Facebook goes on Twitter and says, I'm blocking this information. These people, this is a religion. This is cult like behavior. They don't care if it's true. They just the 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 priests of their new religion have said it. Therefore, they must act and they shut the news down. Then what happens after the election? Oh, that laptop story. Oh, that was true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the media is going to tell you the truth. And the Wuhan lab story, which they were contradicting, and now they're contradicting themselves once again with, you know, the admissions and the data that clearly suggests that. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, along with the golden handcuffs kind of analogy, is what happened to Jesse Ventura. Because he has an amazing story of working for MSNBC in 2003, where he was rightly anti-war. He was against the war in Afghanistan. He says, there's no way I will support it. MSNBC bought him a full-time show that he was supposed to do five days a week. And they asked him, you're going to be pro-war. He said, nope. What, what happened? He ended up finishing his contract by not doing a single show. And he got a whole bunch of money for it. But they it. lock you down. Yeah, they locked him down. He couldn't say anything about it during that year. He couldn't do any interviews about it. They controlled every aspect of his existence. We even, I, I, I can't believe we're saying this, but but even Chenky uh, Uger had horrible experiences at MSNBC with them trying to control. I mean, if you're trying to control Chenk Uger now and wow. what and what his talking points are, and he even came out, rightfully so, against MSNBC, I mean, wow. You got you got a major problem when it comes to controlling the narrative, controlling the agenda with closely psychologically approved written talking points that are meant to have an effect that effect predominantly is horrible for the general public and really good for the special interests for the billionaire class and the multinational globalists that benefit off of these horrible policies that hurt people more than they help them one thing that people need to understand about how these newsrooms work is that when we hear the story about jesse ventura people think that some big boss is coming down to the employees and saying you will report as i tell you or else that happens certainly but often what they do is they just recruit people they know to be either docile or who already believe in the certain ideology or agenda they're pushing. So they will go to, they'll see someone tweeting a bunch, like tweeting nonstop about Palestine, saying Israel is bad. Then they'll come to them and say, you're a really great reporter. Would you like to be our Middle East reporter? Knowing this person will frame every story as anti-Israel or pro-Palestine. The inverse is true in many regards. It depends on what the corporate entity wants, what kind of idea they want to push. Why bother hiring someone? And then trying to bribe them to say lies when you could find someone who's already willing to lie or is just really dumb anyway. And they'll just say what you want to be said. Well, at Fox 26, every every word that I would say on air was pre-approved by my boss, Lee, first. So there, there was there was no... Tightly written scripts. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I would ha I would be sent out to cover a story. 
I would write a script of of what I was going to say on TV. Yeah. And then I would send it to her. And she would make changes if she wanted to and send the script back to me. And that's what I would say on TV. And so, so this is happening on local news. Imagine the bigger effects on national news. Yes. I mean, you could only imagine the level mm-hmm. of control that goes through there. So, so you worked for Fox Corp. Yes. Which is not Fox News. Uh, right. I mean, Fox News and Fox Corp are both owned by the Murdochs. Okay. But, uh, uh, you know, they're owned by Lo- uh, Rupert Murdoch. Lachlan Murdoch is in charge of Fox Corp. That's Rupert's son. And Fox Corp has the, the Fox Sports, I, I believe, Fox Sports, and then and all the Fox local-owned okay. stations. So, so it is still s- similar in that regard. It's a Murdoch company. Yeah. You'd think that the media would be cheering for you, calling out Fox, right? Like these leftists at, uh, say, the Daily Beast would be saying, wow, you've, you've exposed the Murdochs for who they really are, trying to force you to lie or withhold information. That's not what they're doing. It's really weird. So I guess I'll just say it. I think you made the mistake of uh, giving an interview to the Daily Beast, right? Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was being blown. The media was blowing me up on uh, Monday, I guess it was, and... I I guess, yeah, Tuesday. And anyway, I was just like, oh, I was like looking at all these emails and I was like looking at what I recognize. Oh, I recognize the name Daily Beast. That's a media outlet. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll talk. Here's my number. And and then uh, this lady, we had a very nice conversation. And then uh, later someone's like, oh, there's a Daily Beast article. Okay, I see the headline. It's an opinion I, piece. I, I When I saw the headline, I instantly knew it was a spirit piece. Mm-hmm. I haven't even read the article. If if I I'm not interested in smear piece. I don't care if someone wants to write a smear, whatever, because uh, I knew I know who I am. But uh, it's just, so I was I, just I, okay. I wasted my time on her, whatever. I think I have the smear piece pulled up. I could be wrong. It says, "Wait, this is why a local Fox reporter sabotaged her career." Ivory Hacker told the Daily Beast on Tuesday that she's been terminated after claiming on air the station has muzzled her. This is an opinion piece. I, yeah, news. I didn't even tell her I'd been terminated. I told her this weird situation that happened where. My bosses wouldn't tell me why they were getting my asking for my gear back. And then I received a text from a third party saying that my boss told him to tell me. And I was like, okay, this is this is weird. And these people are so nice to you and they're so encouraging and they're so friendly and they're so supportive when they talk to you, when they interview you. And then the stuff they write, your eyeballs pop out. I mean, we were hanging out around a couple of journalists and like. You know, we talked privately. I was like, that guy's so full of utter, I can't say it here, family friendly well, well, I don't, I, I, you're being vague because this, this, you're there, describing there's, many situations. There's, there's many of them. And then, <laughs> and a lot of them are like, that guy's going to write the most horrible, <laughs> horrendous hit piece ever. He is, dis- he is a disgusting, oh, two faced, soul energy vampire. And then people uh, around me, people around I know, me. I know what you're talking th- about. Th- th- that one girl, she's like, no, they're going to be great. He's such a nice guy. He's so friendly. I'm like, you could, you could feel and sense energy when you, when you're in tuned with it and you just smell the scumbaggery through a lot of these low life psychopathic individuals that have sick, twisted personalities that try to befriend you in this fake sick way in order to try to destroy you and 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 it's I'll, convincing I'll, I'll, a lot I'll, of people who aren't who aren't like experienced in this larger kind of psychological uh crazy trauma abuse that that they're through they're victims of it i'll, I'll reveal uh, uh a little bit about um this one situation i think luke may be, re- be referring to there was a point where uh this journalist who had agreed to do an interview left a wireless microphone on yeah. and active at a table and saying, bye, I'll see y'all later. And people were still sitting around. 
and it seemed like it was meant to ca- catch audio off the record when we when he left so he could record all of our conversation wow. and I'm like there's a hot wow. microphone a wireless hot microphone I forgot who found it but I was absolutely furious about it because who goes into your home and leaves a hot microphone inside of your home uh, essentially wiretapping us uh, when when we were having private conversations but but the the response was oh it, it was just an accident we forgot it was there it's no big deal sure, sure. and so i'm not i'm not implying anything by it i'll also uh, say it's 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 not that i'm condemning that completely outright because like project veritas does undercover reporting but there there is something different about you agreeing to sit down with a journalist who then tries to sneak a, a you know a microphone into yeah. your into your house Versus you get caught undercover, but I'm I'm, I'm not trying to make the I'm, I'm not trying to act like they're completely different. Yeah, but the but the issue is this guy came in with an agenda. We knew he had an agenda. He was extremely weaselly, and it was very obvious the way he was asking questions, the way he was framing things. And too many people are are trusting of these people to think. So I'll put it I'll put it this way: when when your video comes out with Project Veritas, what did the Fox 26 say? They said it was a, a, a falsely, deceptively edited video and misinformation or whatever. And that's what yeah, we hear. but from a disgruntled former employee, mm-hmm. implying that be, because I was fired by Fox, I'm doing this. Everyone knows that's false. I did what I did live on TV while I was working for Fox. Right. So it's so an obvious false statement from Fox. Maybe that's a Why defamation. would they make themselves look so bad? But so, you know, what they try, they, they try to make that claim that when you actually hear people saying these words that they're de- deceptively editing or, or whatever, what these journalists do is they mission ma- they mishmash quotes from you so they can claim you literally said them. And then they can publish whatever they want. They can use various tricks so that I can take a quote from you and then I can edit dot, dot, dot and, and take a different quote and mash them together so it makes it sound like you believe in the same things. They do that. They do it all the time. People don't realize it because they assume the media must be telling the truth. What's yeah, the it is. It ca- is easy yeah. to do. There was yeah. a famous comedian caught doing this in Australia with uh, the reporter uh, Avi. I forgot uh, his exact. Oh right, full right, name, right, right, but right. But he secretly he secretly recorded the interview. And I had many media publications come to me and be like, "We want to do an interview." I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to record it too." As soon as I say that, no, that guy that we were just referring to was an absolute liar. He he did a huge hit piece. Uh, we don't even want to mention him by name. We don't want to give him any more attention. But 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 again, a lot of major these mainstream people, publications. Yeah, major mainstream publications, and and they're so. I, I smell these guys out like a bloodhound because because it's so telling. It's it's so true, and and you must have to be like, I, It's just hard to believe. A lot of people have it. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you a real example. They wouldn't, do the, they wouldn't do it themselves. I'll I wouldn't you, do something uh, that, that they were doing. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a personal example, and I'll call out the journalist by name. Andrew Morantz. He came to do an interview with me at my apartment writing for, I think this was The New Yorker. Yeah, it was The New Yorker. And I told him this big, big long story. I was, I was talking for quite some time. He recorded it, actually. He took one story where I had a quote and a different story with a different quote, and he put them together. It's gorgeous. To make completely yep. different context. Amazing. When Vice, because it was about Vice, saw the quote, they got mad and said, that is not true. That quote isn't true. So, the, so what The New Yorker did, 
was they removed it. But instead of admitting fault, they said a quote from Tim Pool has been removed because it contained errors. It wasn't my error. Mm -hmm. But then what happened was many people in media started saying Tim lied and provided false quotes to The New Yorker because The New Yorker should have come out and said Andrew Morantz. Andrew Morantz is a lying, two-faced, duplicitous, fake reporter who makes things up and then doesn't correct himself. They could have done that. He could have said, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and I miss, I wrote down notes. I was an accident. I, I talked to him on the phone and I said, bro, you have a recording of this. You came to my house, you turned the recorder on and he was like, too bad. And I'm like, dude, the story I told you, I've told on my YouTube channel before. The story that I told you, I have told numerous times. The quotes you mash together in no way reflect the story I've told. And he was like, well, what we said about removing it was was fair and true. It contained errors. And I said, yeah, your errors. So put that it was your error. And he goes, we're not going to do that. Wow. Yep. Welcome to the media. And then he's yep. writing this like trivial, meaningless drama that has absolutely no merit on any real life or, or anybody's else existence. And I'm like... How do you call yourself a journalist? Like, how do you look yourself care, in the dude. mirror? I know, I know, but but it's just hard to fathom how someone could be so duplicitous. I had the Southern Poverty Poverty Law Center do the same thing about me: take two different statements, pull pull them together as if I was calling for a violent revolution when I was specifically calling for a nonviolent evolution of people waking up, informing themselves, and helping out their fellow brothers and sisters and starting communities. They took two separate quotes put them together as if I called for a violent revolution and they put that on their website and they put me a part of their patriot hit list. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know I'm like are you, are you, oh are my you gosh. kidding me? Like, I never yeah. said this. I recorded the conversation. Money. There's a video, there's a YouTube video that they took it from and, and the two exact quotes are in two different positions and you just conflated it to try to make me look like somebody I'm not. So is that it, is yeah. deceptive editing. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. Project yeah. Veritas is doing is not of deceptive course. editing. Yeah. And the new sound bites I just put out today a ton of direct from their own lips, my bosses. Uh, it spells out. There was no deceptive editing in what Project, Project Veritas just released. Okay. Go, go listen to my new it's, video. It's not real news anymore. They are corporations that seek to make money off of infotainment. So Project Veritas, a, a nonprofit, doesn't make money off infotainment. It makes money off of exposing corruption. There, you, you can argue that like the Southern Poverty Law Center, oh, they make money when they get these stories accusing people of being racist. Oh, Project Veritas makes money when they can accuse someone of malfeasance. I suppose the difference is that Project Veritas puts out videos where people's mouths are moving, whereas Southern Poverty Law Center just writes whatever they want, kind of makes things up. Actually, I, I will say outright makes things up. They had to retract an article about me and, and a bunch of other uh, leftists, which is really funny. They claimed, I love it, I love it, Southern Poverty Law Center, you guys deserve this one. They claimed that I was alt-right, I'm, as most people know, it's a meme because I say I'm mixed race so often. And so I'm definitely not. And they claimed that I went to a Holocaust deniers conference in Iran, which is like the most insane thing to accuse someone of doing. Like there's sanctions on this country. It's very difficult for Americans to go there. What are you talking about? Well, it turns out their source for this was a, was a conspiracy theory website for Holocaust deniers that had been deleted and someone archived. And the Southern Poverty Law Center thought that was a credible source to publish on their hate watch or whatever and accuse me of actually going there. And I remember talking to a lawyer on the phone. And he's like, now, this is important. 
you know, if we're if if there's going to be a defamation case here, you need to tell me if you've ever if you've if you've actually gone to something like this, or is there any way that this could be construed as just his opinion on the matter? And I was like, I've never been to Iran. This is insane. It was a conspiracy theory website. And he's like, okay, all right. And then the Southern Poverty Law Center had to retract that. Good, their their, their goal yeah. is just to make money off of shot content. And here's the really sad thing is that the media puts a lot of weight on what the Southern Poverty Law Center says. Yeah. When I was with the NBC affiliate in Minneapolis, uh, there was a story uh, that I was uh, – there, there was a actually anti-jihad protest happening that I was assigned to. And the group who was protesting jihad – the, the Southern Poverty Law Center had listed as a terrorist group, I guess, or, or a hate group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so my, my TV station actually told me, don't go interview them. We don't want to give a hate group, uh, you know, time, time of day on camera. So yeah. because this little law center said that this group is a hate group, they were about to get zero airtime. They couldn't even explain yeah. themselves why they were protesting jihad. And so I objected. I was like, absolutely not. I'm going to interview the people doing this protest, and I'm going to interview the people they're protesting. And I'm going to show exactly both sides. And I and I, when I put it together, I had both sides going back and forth, and it was incredibly compelling. And it turns out these, these people were um, uh, protesting the uh, abuse of children, they were abused, uh, protesting child marriages, they were protesting oppression of women. That's what these people were protesting. They, they, were, they were doing the opposite of hate. They? They, were, they were standing up for women's rights. Uh, this group, which, by the way, because jihad, uh, it, it, there's different layers of jihad. Uh, some people, it, it's, it's, yeah. there's different layers. But they were protesting the, the radical jihad. That's they were, they were taking a stand against it. So, but anyway, I went and I went and interviewed uh, the Islamic group that that stands firmly with jihad too. It was a very interesting story, but I had to put my foot down on that story. But a lot of reporters and news people are pushovers. You want They don't want to interject and say that I want to that I want to interview this person because God forbid. It, it, oh, she likes to give hate groups the time of day. No, we're trying to get to the bottom of the truth on this. Now, when I worked for Fusion. There was a pitch from one of our producers. They wanted to go and film a clan training, like like actual clan members, of which there's very few. There's a few thousand in the country remaining, I think. And people at Fusion said, we don't want to give a hate group coverage. It's bad. Well, Vice ended up doing something similar. They embedded with a bunch of alt-right and white nationalists in Charlottesville and won a bunch of awards for it. The, they actually had a reporter go into the hotel room of white nationalists Allow these white nationalists to say any and everything, and they won an award for it. So long as you are part of their cult, and you and 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 it for whatever reason they accept it, then you get to do it. But if you challenge them in any way, if you're not bending the knee to their indoctrination, then they'll remove you and say you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I feel like the media is so easily manipulated. I think there's a lot of innocent, naive media members who don't realize they're being manipulated yeah. by groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, who would, who was, uh, yeah, peer pressuring them into not talking to people who are, were actually standing up for people, for individuals' yeah. rights. After there were some lawsuits, the SPLC took down their slander of me because they were getting sued left and right. But Chris Matthews of MSNBC on his primetime program said that there's a rise of racist right-wing teabaggers with groups like We Are Change. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> are you kidding me? So I, I made sure to doorstep and to confront 
Chris Matthews face to face, and I was like, "Hey, Chris, uh, you called my independent news organization that that strives to do independent reporting, a right wing racist uh, teabagging group. Explain yourself. Why this is this is slander?" He's like, "I never said that." I was like, I was like, yes, you did. He was like, no, I didn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, here, wait, let me show you the clip. I literally pulled up the clip, and as he's watching it, he's like, oh crap. And I'm like, <laughs> answer, answer right now, because you slandered, you lied about me to the entire world. Answer to it right now. Uh, he had no answer. He was running away, scurrying away. And I'm like, you know, these people have no spines. They can't back up what they say. You can see the video right now. We are change, Chris. Uh, um, oh, sorry, uh, Matthews. Chris Matthews. Oh, I Matthews. was conf- conf- confusing him <laughs> with Chris Martinson. Uh, oh, Chris, no. but yeah, yeah. MSNBC. That, uh, sounds, we are change. He sounds a lot like my bosses. Every yeah. time I would confront them about something they said, they'd be like, "I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that." I'm like, "Well, I recorded you." In fact, um, early on, this when they really started going after me, it just blindsided. I was so confused. Um, you know, I've I've had three years of great relationships with my bosses. Made no sense. So I I. I did start recording to protect myself, but I actually emailed them sound bites of themselves to prove to them that I was recording them and that they were lying. Oh, you're saying you didn't say this? Here's your recording that you said this. And here's the thing. They continued to go after me even even after I did that. But I have a funny story of how I first heard about you. It wasn't until after this started happening that I first heard about you. Because I was, you know, I was zoned into this, the corporate media life. I don't do alternative media like you guys, right? But uh, so I had just, I had, it, it was like two weeks after I had covered Dr. Verone's hydroxychloroquine. And they, they came after me like none other. And I, I went, I went to climb a mountain. I actually, because I do, my hobby is, is producing these songs that I write because I, songs come to me through oh, cool. inspiration. And so I was like, let me just do something with these. Um, so last year I just started doing something with the music that I wrote. Um, anyway, I, I had gone to Colorado. I had written a song like with the metaphor of mountains in it. So I wanted to shoot a music video in the, in the mountains. Uh, like this is my hobby. Let's go all out. Let's, uh, let's film a music video too. So I'm climbing the mountain with my cameraman. Um, and I was telling him about this insanity that I'm dealing with at Fox. And, uh, how I'm having to record my, record them to protect myself. And, um, and he was like, yeah, he's like, you should just get out of there as soon as possible and, and do, be just like Tim Pool. Just do the Tim Pool <laughs> thing. And, uh, I was like, who's that? And, and so then he told me about your YouTube. I, and then I saw this huge cult following you have. And I was like, wow. And then I started watching you and, and I was like, wow, he does great YouTube shows. Like oh, this is. It. This is way more informative than our newscast. <laughs> well, now uh, I'm trying to get more and more journalists to do original reporting. And okay. so we, we just had a conversation with one guy who's going to do a lot of original policy and culture stuff. And it's going to be fantastic because the I can't I can't count on these other outlets to do it. You know, it, it's 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 funny how we read a lot of these outlets and we assume the news is true if it makes sense. Right. CNN can put out a story. Right? They had a story today. China sends 28 warplanes to, to invade Taiwan. Uh, uh, China sent 28 warplanes to invade Taiwanese airspace, crossing over this like demarcation line or something. And I just assume it's true, even though I know CNN lies all the time. I mean, it's foreign policy. Why wouldn't it be true? It's the Gelman amnesia effect. The only problem is it's something else. It's Gelman cognitive dissonance. Because I can come out all day and night and say CNN lies left and right. They're full of garbage. And then when I see a news story about the foreign policy, I can only assume it's true. I'm like, are they lying about this now? Well, you know what? Probably. But what am I supposed to do? That's it's, all I it's can do. It's incredible when you really think like how much 
how much of the news I'm seeing is even factual. And I think a lot of this, a lot of it is not the journalists being, I, I mean, a lot of journalists, like I said, I think are, it's a combination mm-hmm. of, of lazy, overworked, o- uh, uh, understaffed, and, and just journalists who don't want to seriously dig in. I think journalists are very easily manipulated by their sources. And I think some of these fake news stories we're getting are from aggressive sources who know how to manipulate the reporter. Have you ever read the book, Trust Me, I'm Lying, by Ryan Holiday? No, I haven't. That guy's a genius. You should definitely check out that book. He talks about how easy it was to manipulate the media. One of my favorite stories from this guy, Ryan Holiday. Check him out. He's awesome. He's got a podcast. What is it, The Daily Stoic? Yeah. He's He's amazing. dude. I love it. He was promoting um, this guy, Tucker Max. That That was his name, right? Tucker Max? I'm not sure. Okay, well, was that his name, Luke? Um, I, I don't know. I'm looking. Yes. At, I'm, All right. We're getting a yes from another camera guy. <laughs> so uh, he was promoting this guy. And so he came up with a really good idea. They bought a billboard. And I could be ruining. I could be getting the story wrong. It's been a little while. But the, the story is basically this. Yeah. They, they, they put up a billboard. And then they personally vandalized the billboard. Then the next day. He calls the radio station and he goes, I'm driving down the street and I see this billboard. It's all vandalized. Apparently, this Tucker Max guy is like a bigot and a misogynist. So then the local media was like, oh, what happened? Somebody vandalized. So the media got on it, reported this story, giving free press to Tucker Max. And then I guess they organized the protest against themselves so that they could generate press for his book or movie or whatever. And it worked. Wow. It, it, It is so incredibly easy to manipulate the press. And I think that's one of the big problems. When the media is decaying, struggling to make money as the landscape changes, and they're easily manipulated by activist groups, it just becomes an activist apparatus. That's what it is. It either either it's going to sell uh, you know more waffles or whatever from for, from the from the ego corporation or whatever whatever company is trying to sell, so they got to make the most punchy confirmation bias news, or the activists have taken over, like at the New York Times. You know, we saw Barry Weiss quit because she's like, people in the New York Times are like nervous and it's being taken over by this indoctrinated, you know, this, these indoctrinated, this, this cult and, uh, mentality and stuff. So now what, what do we get? Well, when you read the news, you're probably just reading ideological garbage, right. especially when it comes to domestic stuff. That's what it's been like for millennia. Like I think about Julius Caesar, he'd go to battle and then he'd write the history report about what the battle was about. He'd write about who the enemies were, if he even wrote about them at all. And I mean, we didn't even have what's called a press until they invented the printing press, which is like 500 year old technology, the idea of a press. And then even in the last 80 or 100 years have we had it be, you be allowed to speak out against your government like vocally with the American democracy before you just get killed or put in prison. But it, but it is different. You know, history being written by the victors is not the same as a, a massive media apparatus writing things that serve a political goal in the end, right? If Caesar was going out telling everybody that had already won the war before it started or that, you know, making up lies to, to, to guarantee them and, and manipulate the public, that's more akin. And I'm sure. Yeah, they would are, do that. Right. Stuff. Exactly. You want to control the population. The difference is uh, subtle, I suppose. But uh, you make a good point. It's always about these powerful groups that want to manipulate poor people, keep knowledge away from them so they can't rise up, so they can't protect themselves. And so they're working basically as serfs or I guess back in Rome, slaves for the empire. I think it goes back to, I mean, conspiracy alert, the Bible, Lucifer, the light bringer who gave the technology of light to the people. 
I don't know that that he did that. Well, they call him the Lightbringer. <laughs> so I'm yeah, trying to think, know. why would they call him the Lightbringer? Well, well, did he you, give tech, did he give electricity to people? Like Zeus had electricity well, at that lightning bolt. If you bolt? didn't read it, you probably shouldn't make assumptions about what the yeah. story. I'm all over the place, Tim. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, if you look even at the history of the printing press, this was something that was pushed back by the establishment, by the powers that be that didn't want the printing press because they didn't want people reading certain scriptures, certain documents because it empowered them and whenever we have new technology come it gives us a small window a small opportunity to actually talk to one another to find out what the world is really like and one of the most important powers you could have in this world is controlling the free flow of information and then you could usually correlate in a society how free the press is to how free the people are and if people are, are under a press that is tightly controlled by special interests, by intelligence agencies, by people like uh, Udo Uchtkett, who was a prominent German journalist who openly talked about how the CIA was writing, writing press releases that the mainstream media was just regurgitating. Whenever you have a tightly controlled mainstream media that just regurgitates the talking points of the special interests of the powers that be, you have a people that aren't free. And, uh, you, you expect me to do to to do what? Research the press release <laughs> and actually write a news story about it? Okay, listen, listen. I I'm busy. I'm I've got IKEA doing a delivery later today, so I want to go home early. Let me just copy and paste the press release from Joe Biden onto the website so I can leave already. Heaven forbid I have to actually fact check the man. That's uh, that's how newsrooms operate, basically. Yeah, because days. if one of the facts turns out to make Joe Biden look bad, that could. Cast accusations at you as a journalist. That's right, and, and and that's why I'm putting out these recordings, especially the one that I just put out tonight, because I want to show why reporter reporters self censor themselves to protect themselves. They want to avoid going through exactly what I went through. Hmm. A, a lot of reporters live in fear, fear of of losing their job or being uh, hurt some way by their bosses. Substack. Do you have a Substack yet? No. Maybe maybe you do that. Um, you know, it's working out for Glenn Greenwald and Michael Tracy. Oh, that's and Matt right. I, yeah. Okay, someone was sending me something about that. Um, People can throw you a couple bucks and you just write stories. And then your users, you're, you're supported by your readers who expect you to do a good job. And yeah. if you do a bad job, you lose their support. Now, there's, there, there's, there's a problem there, too, obviously. If you write a bunch of articles talking about how Trump is, you know, God Emperor, obviously you'll get Trump superfans who will sign up. And the moment you say he's not, many of those people will leave. So there's still a confirmation bias problem in memberships as well. Mm, that's, that's right. What, that's what we saw with the ACLU. See, the ACLU defended the right of the uh, defended the right to free speech of the Unite the Right people in Charlottesville, and they got attacked for it and panicked. They had gained so many new members donating monthly because they challenged Trump on his travel ban. So then when they defended Unite the Right, they started bleeding users like uh, members like crazy who are like, oh, you're supporting bigots. So then the ACLU flipped. And now they're this weird organization that claims to protect free speech, but very much does not defend civil rights at all. We call it the Anti-Civil Liberties Union. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yeah, because they, they, they've, they've certainly become a vile, disgusting organization that wow. actually seeks to suppress rights and not support them. And the same is true for Free Press, my favorite, my favorite organization, freepress.net. Nice what, what, do you, what do you think they're all about? Well, they had a big campaign to make sure Alex Jones was banned from the Internet because, you know, that's what a free press is all about. Banning wrong think. Wow. The modern era is a creepy time, you know, but I'm glad really that we is. can have these conversations at the very least uh, for as long as we can have them because, you know, we're constantly under threat of getting banned. A lot of people don't think it, they're like, oh, Tim says he's going to ban. It's never going to happen. It's like, dude, we've already got a warning on this channel. 
we're, we're seeing what they're doing to Steven Crowder. We're seeing what they're doing to smaller, smaller channels. It just so happens that I'm a bit more milk toast than many of those people, but it's only a matter of time. The narrative must be protected at all, co- at all costs. What YouTube and many of these other uh, uh, big tech companies want is they want to homogenize perspective. They want to get rid of anything that falls outside of the narrative so they can easily control it. It's like Micah Brzezinski said, it's our job to control exactly what people think. She said it verbatim. Let's just pull it up again so no one can say I'm lying from Grabian. Our job is to control exactly what people think. Oh, she came out later and said, no, 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 I, I meant not. Shut up, lady. We know what you think you are. We know what you think you're doing. We know what MSNBC is doing or CNN. They lie. Yeah. And she, uh, her father was a very prominent person that played a very key role in American politics, in American geopolitics. Zbigniew Brzezinski, that was Jimmy Carter's presidential advisor, a part of the Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg Council on Foreign Relations, and really pulled a lot of strings. When you look at organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations, there's a reason why they allow so many journalists a part of their secretive club. There's a reason they have so many off-the-record meetings between people in high positions of power and the mainstream media, and they work kind of in tandem here. And that's why, you know, we have to understand here, there's so much power, there's so much cause and effect by information, and when you could tightly control it, you could do so many amazing things, but you could also do so many awful things. And when you look at the history of the mainstream media, I mean, if there's there's an honest, good-working YouTube moderator out there, which I doubt, but if there is, just please, please look at the record of the mainstream media and look how many times they were wrong and look how many times independent media has been right calling things out. Small mom and pop operations have been calling things out correctly for so long. We finally have the opportunity to be heard and that opportunity is closing down every single day with algorithms, deplatforming, demonetizations. There's so many things standing in the way. And that's why, you know, what you were doing with, with, with TimCast.com, with, with other people are doing, starting their own platform, starting their own services, uh, and, and your guys' participation in it is absolutely crucial because you need to not only vote with your dollar, but vote with your attention, with your clicks, with your shares, and, and, it, and it means everything. And I really yeah. think we're seeing that happen. I think that the ratings and the and the readers and everything is, is moving away from the establishment media to the alternative media. This is the era of the independent journalists. I don't think we're the alternative media anymore. I think collectively we're getting more more traffic, aren't we? Exactly. That's what I think. So, so even, but they consider they, they. I think they would consider you alternative. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, but that's you guys, like an old man saying, "Get off my you lawn." Go, exactly. But the, and that who cares what the establishment anyone thinks because yeah. the viewers, the actual citizens, are gravitating to the truth seekers. Yeah, you know, uh, I think uh, one of the biggest problems that we have in society, people getting scared of what the establishment thinks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who cares? 
Literally. Exactly. Who cares? Or having a hit can... piece on them, yeah, so which what? now is a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Now I see the mainstream media trashing someone, I'm going to be like, okay, well, let me do a little bit of research and not believe them point blank because there's usually an agenda to try to trash or bring someone down or even just an ego t- egotistical push to, to bring someone down for, for the algorithm. So there's a lot of manipulation happening behind the scenes, being aware of it, being conscious, being able to take a few moments to breathe and take a step back and look at the larger picture is something that more and more people need to do and and sadly, you know, the mainstream media doesn't like that. They don't want you thinking. They don't want you conscious. They don't want you in a state that you're not in a constant uh, fear state, that you're not in a constant stress state, that you're not in a constant consumer state. Because bad consumers is bad for business, bad for advertisers, bad for the overall agenda. It's so interesting. The harder they push for that, that they're getting the opposite of what they're trying for. It's freaking people out yeah. and causing them to think for themselves and seek out answers yeah. for themselves. But there's a, there's, there's a, there is a weird divide where some people, I think, know something's wrong, but they refuse to speak out because they're cowards, right? There's oh, the, 100%. In the media? Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, you know what, man? I'd love for the people who recognize what's happening to finally step up, step up speak out, uh, be brave, and, okay, and contact I, uh, uh, James O'Keefe. 100%. And expose corruption. And let me tell you, we've already heard from several insiders in newsrooms who are uh, are saying they're ready to, to kind of follow in my footsteps. So, so there's going to be more... Uh Exposes? Are you? Are you? Uh, if if these people fall through, and look, I'm going to be there for them. I know James is going to be there for them. Like whoever I'll does, hire, I'll, who, I'll hire everybody. Seriously, <laughs> it, there's so many. There's so many people who are ready to hire you and donate to you and support you if you want to break away from this media, media which is really a cult, and and yeah. cults worship something, and what they worship is the narrative. Yeah. Break break free. Be a true journalist. It's really hard to be a true journalist in the in the corporations. In some in some beats in some news beats, you can do great journalism. Like the crime beat, they would let me cover crime, no problem. Other other beats, okay. Now I don't, I don't know about that so much anymore. I mean, uh, there's this really funny story where they said that the the ant, there's there's a lot of memes going around about stop Asian hate and the perpetrators being black men. And this report, I think it was from NBC News, said, but. When we actually looked at all known suspects in the media, we found 75% were white. And therein lies the problem. Many outlets have straight up said they will not reveal the race of an individual if it would, you know, produce a harmful stereotype or contribute to one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you want to cover crime. Don't be surprised if, you know, there was this moment in Sweden where a guy committed a crime. And so the media outlet pixelated his face and then changed the tone behind the pixels because yep. we want to avoid racist stereotypes. It's yep. like, uh, or recently, it was the oh Austin. Uh, what was it? The there Austin? was a shooting in Texas, and the yeah. newspaper didn't want to describe the suspect that was, was, that was, large, was that large. <laughs> that was that large that people were looking for that shot up a nightclub, and and then and the newspaper refused to even to, to talk about who oh, he uh, was. Uh, I because, had a co- because of I harmful stereotypes. Yeah. I had a coworker who did that in Minneapolis when I was with NBC. She covered a crime story. It, it, this guy is on the loose after committing a vicious crime. At uh, typically, when we're doing that, at the end of the story. We say, hey, guys, please look out for this guy. Here's his full description. Call police if you see him. She refused to do that part of the story, helping catch this criminal mm-hmm. because he was black and she didn't want wow. to she didn't want to say say a description like that. That's and insane. she now works for CNN. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. CNN probably recruited her the moment <laughs> they heard that she did that. They were like, that's the kind of well, no, but I'm not kidding. They probably said someone who will just say what she's told to say without arguing, without needing to be bribed. I mean, look, you get a real journalist, and how much money you got to pay them to, to, to bend them? 
you get an ideologue and you can be like, we're actually docking your pay because you're racist. Please go tell the world and say, okay. CNN just hired that guy that got <clears throat> caught spanking it on, on a webcam. <laughs> yep. I mean, they have no integrity at all. And if you really, this is, this is advice for the viewers out there. If you want to see what someone, someone is about, look at the fruits of their labor. CNN attacks grandmothers who make Facebook pages, attacks other journalists, attacks people like us, independent journalists. They punch down. When you look at independent media, when you look at other people that do actual reporting, they're punching up. They're going after actual institutions with actual power that actually have an effect on your life. You look at who gets targeted. That's how you should judge this a person is, and judge a news organization by. It's not just the media. I mean, it's the cultural left, the Democratic Party. What are they going after? This tiny sect of Trump supporters as evil. And it's like, you guys control yeah. all the cultural institutions in the government. Yeah. You're the big guy stomping on a little guy. But I absolutely love how CNN went to the home of an old woman and started yelling questions at her in full view of her house and address. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Social media, Twitter got no problem with it. James O'Keefe blurs the address and confronts somebody banned. Or that was Ver Project Veritas, I believe. That's what got their, their official account banned. Then eventually they Twitter does ban James O'Keefe. You know, I think it's fairly obvious. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, all of the great reporters, they do great journalism, empowered by people like you who blow the whistle and call out the malfeasance. And that's really scary to, to the establishment. There's, it's like they defeated journalism. They were, these, these evil, uh, uh, demonic individuals were probably laughing that journalism had finally been conquered and was over. Then along comes small independent channels, small organizations like uh, Project Veritas, and they grow and they're becoming more successful. Now look how, how panicked they are. They never know if whoever they're talking to could be undercover for Project Veritas. I've never cared. You know why? The, sing the things I say privately are the th same things I say on this show. 100%. Exactly. If you, I, that's it, how I feel. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. Like the narrative of you have nothing to hide, you have nothing, nothing to worry about is very bad when it comes to an authoritarian uh, police state. But you look at these companies and how worried they are about how someone could be Veritas and the security protocols they got to do. And it's kind of like, be honest. Like if, if, if somebody from Veritas secretly recorded somebody who worked here and they said something dumb, I'd be like, well, I guess I said something dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Media uh, is. It's kind of like they're functioning as a paramilitary corp, the media, like they're an arm of the secretive military. Because if you're in the military, you can't say whatever you have, you have clearance and classification and you're under strict orders not to. And it's all. It seems like they've been they've been co-opted to do information. The job war. of the military. It really is. I mean, fourth it's generational obvious. warfare. And now here, these people are whipping people into shape and whip, getting them in line and telling them what to think and what to do. You know, what's funny is uh, when it comes to second the Second Amendment, you get these uh, these anti-gun Democrats who are like, "Do you really think you're going to go to war with the United States government? They got nuclear missiles." And the first response is, "You can't occupy a street corner with a nuclear missile. Are you dumb?" You look at Afghanistan, Vietnam. It's it's an individual with a gun which can control a neighborhood or a building or resources. And then I think about it. You don't need to occupy the street at all if you occupy the minds of the people. If the only information they can get access to tells them whatever you want them to think, well, there you go. You know, and I'll mention this because I used to watch Star Trek The Next Generation all the time. I, I've seen every episode a million times, but before the show. And people commented I should watch Stargate SG-1. So I started watching Stargate SG-1, and in this show, advanced aliens pretend to be gods to control and manipulate human populations to use them as slaves. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's why I brought up Lucifer earlier. <laughs> Just saying. Well, so, but, but, but the idea is they don't need to, to use weapons to subjugate these people. They've convinced them of an ideology, and those people are willingly serving now.
I think wow. that I think that we're doing that without realizing it. I mean, we worship oh, the dollar. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, the alien disclosures are coming very hmm. soon. With, it's going to uh, be nothing. With the New York Post just reporting, quote: UFOs could threaten U.S. security. Politicians say after Capitol Hill briefing. I'm suspicious. So, that's I'm a distraction. Suspicious. Yeah, yeah. When yes. you have Barack Obama and Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. talking about how there's UFOs out there and how we need more money for the military, yeah. uh, you should start asking yourself some questions about what's really going on here because uh, it's not usually what they say. Right. You know. Oh, they're using the UFOs as an excuse to get more Barack military. O- Barack Obama made a specific <laughs> statement saying, you know, we're going to find out that aliens are real, and this is going to mean we're going to have to increase the military budget. That's his own words uh, from. But uh, what if aliens are real? Could be. There's there's a possibility in there. We have to be intellectually honest. I, I think there is a big chance that they are. But what if Obama is basically Ozymandias staging <laughs> a fake alien invasion to force people to unite? Right? It's, and and give yeah. up their freedoms, yes. like, yeah. like in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope that's not the case, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Time will play out. But the best friend you could have is skepticism in this modern yes. day and age where 100%. information well, is that war. Well, Block 17, you know. Sure, sure. Firearms second. <laughs> uh, there's a reason the First Amendment was first. Second Amendment is second. Uh, they protect each other. They're very integral. And uh, people in gated communities and private bodyguards shouldn't be telling people that they need to be disarmed. Um, I think I think people need to become more responsible. You know, as much as we can rag on the the authoritarian move for the Great Reset, I can certainly I can certainly say while authoritarianism, the manipulation of people through through lies and deception, all that's wrong. Hey, man, people need to start becoming more responsible for themselves, self reliant. Everybody should go out. You know, be like more responsible for the food they eat. We grow grass in our lawns. That's a stupid idea. We should, we should have gardens with, with vegetables that you can grow, and you can be responsible for some of the food you eat. You should exercise. You should read books. Get away from the cities. Pollute less. Be you know more in tune with what it's like to actually survive and be responsible for yourself. And you know what? This, this criticism is mostly towards people in cities because the people in the rural areas basically know all this already. The people in cities live in cubicles stacked on top of each other in cities that smell like sour milk and then complain about the problems they've created. These people need to, to, to get with the program and learn how to be human again. You practice what you preach. When did you move out here? We're in the country. Well, so someone chatted at the beginning of the show that, you know, I only decided to move out to the middle of nowhere once I had money. And it's like I, I moved to the middle. I was, in, I, was in far, uh, I was on a farm in the Redlands, which is basically 40 miles outside of Miami. I don't want to pretend like it's the most rural place ever. But I lived on a farm with chickens. Like this was, this was 2015. This was when I was working for Fusion. I didn't want to be in a city back then. And so uh, I did move back to the New York area and then slowly moved away. And now we're more in the middle of nowhere, but not in the middlest of nowhere. I will say once Starlink goes live, we'll probably go way more middle of nowhere. But the, the, we're trying to strike the balance between people can fly here pretty yeah, easily. Necessary. And we're kind of far away from, you know, big cities. So we've got a big garden. We're growing vegetables. We've got chickens. Man, so uh, we got one chicken. It was a rehome laying eggs every day. We got too many eggs already. Because nice. we don't eat eggs every day. So we had like six today. And I was like, wow. So I had to like, I got to eat these eggs. And then, <laughs> but we've got six other, we've got five other chickens. Turns out one of them is a rooster. So we're going to have tons of eggs all the time. We're going to have like six eggs per day. And that's, that's just from the chickens eating the bugs. That's eating the amazing. bugs, eat the grass, and they give us eggs. I yeah, love be, that. being responsible more for ourselves. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, we, we are getting uh, uh, solar panels installed. We're, we're trying to be more ener- energy efficient. We're, uh, uh, we have our own water system. We want to have our own electrical system. When I talk about environmentalism, I mean it. You know, we, we've, we, we have a curve. Oh, yeah, but we use these, these corn plastic biodegradable cups that aren't like regular cups. 
You look at these celebrities that talk about climate change. They don't actually mean it. They fly in private jets. They, they live in these big mansions. They consume ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of power. They buy beachfront property while claiming the beaches are, are going to be wiped out by rising ocean water. And I'm like, that, that's just hypocrisy. You know what? Too many people live in these cities. They are, they're gluttonous. They do very little work in exchange for tons of money while thinking they're poor. And I'm not trying to be mean to people who live in cities who think they're poor. But man, if you live in a big city and you can walk outside and go for a buck, get a cheeseburger, you're, you're doing better than 99.9% of the entire planet. And now they've, they've, they've lived in such a way that they've lost touch with what, what it actually means to be responsible for your own health and safety and security. They've deferred everything to the mainstream media to tell them what to do and what to think. And then they complain about it. They complain about the system instead of realizing they're being lied to. And it's time to roll up your sleeves and actually do some hard work. Amen. I think people are getting that more than more, more people than ever are not trusting the media. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. And I'm optimistic. You know, I, 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 I'm fairly pessimistic in terms of talking about war and, and conflict. And especially with you know Joe Biden saying the Fed, you know, people should snitch on their family members. And the Fed's wanting to go after extremists. But I think about, hey, TimCast.com. We're doing really well. We're hiring people. We've got a newsroom just launching. There's a lot of difficult, you know, challenges ahead, but I'm I'm 100% confident we're going to succeed. And if and and operating under that assumption, what does the next five, 10 years look like? A large independent news outlet challenging the lies in the mainstream media and helping clear away the noise, helping people understand what's actually happening and choose for themselves how they should live and how they should vote. That makes me optimistic. I mean, we're doing something here, and we're going to bring in more people to do more things. Everybody else should, should do the same. Agreed. Yeah. We're working on a what, have you ever heard of the Fediverse? No, what's that? It's, uh, it's like different social networks like Mastodon and, and other types. Uh, I don't know. There's a few other ones that where they all interoperate, all these different social networks. So, like, you could, you could be on, like, Minds, and I could be on YouTube, and I could subscribe to your Minds channel. And then Tim could be on Twitter and subscribe to me on YouTube from Twitter. And then we can all have like our own feeds. Whereas it'd be like your website, my website, Tim's website. We'd all have our own independent sites. Oh, that's neat. Very cool. Oh my gosh. I like that. Yeah. 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 That's going to be the future of independent media because up until internet video, there was independent media. I don't know what it was. Alex Jones screaming in his on the radio. Then it was YouTube, but then we realized that it's not independent if it's on. If it's on corporate, yeah. it was public Google. access. Alex Jones got to start by literally going down to the local public access station that filmed on some cable news channels, and that was where he got his start. So this will be the next public access, but we're going to have to get off of ISPs. That'll be the big next step after we get off the social. What's networks. an I- internet ISP? service provider? So oh, like right. Verizon um, could shut down your internet access if they didn't or like a- what you- Amazon with uh, parlor, right? Yeah. Amazon has the hosting service. So then you mm-hmm. also have your DNS, uh, which could shut down your, so you got to get off the ISPs and you got to oh, get off I the see. DNS. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's a big, big problem. I mean, it's, so it's, we're wired in, it's going to be, the, yeah, we've got to figure that out. The goal is to create an open source software that the average person can just, Put on, put on like you, you go to a server company, you know, a, a, a server service, 
then you install this program, which gives you a basic subscription service website. So imagine Substack, but it's yours. It's your website with your open source code operating this. And then people who like your content can become members, sign up to pay so that you can t- you can do your own work. The goal of this is, let's say you start a Substack, which is where a lot of these journals have gone. Well, they can ban you. They can say, we don't like what you're saying. Imagine you start a Patreon. Oh, they will ban you because they've already done that to a lot of people. So we want to make something that's harder to ban. Not impossible to ban. I mean, your your uh, domain registrar or your your server company they could still terminate services to you, but it eliminate it makes it harder to do. So you know, hopefully we get to that point where people can just buy buy server space, buy a domain, drop a program into their server and execute it, and then boom, they've got a functioning website. Add some graphics. Done. You probably what will happen is we'll have mesh networks and our phones will be our servers. I think that'll be the future. Wow. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a great idea. There's uh there's actually apps that do this. So uh, I went on a cruise several years ago. No, there's no phone service. So what they did was everyone had turned on Bluetooth, and you downloaded this app where it connects every phone to each other. So if you send a message to your friend who's on the other side of the cruise, your phones. Well, your phone will hit this guy's phone with that guy's phone and then bounce around all the way until it makes it to the end. And then that guy gets the message. So each phone was acting like a cell tower. It's amazing. Yeah, they did wow. something similar at, at Burning Man. But but just very curiously, I mean, you, you just did this. Do you have any plans moving forward where you're going to be going from here? Uh, I, I want to continue doing independent journalism somehow. Um, I'm just – I'm really – I have a bad taste in my mouth about corporate news. I I don't want to be a part of any corporation, and I really am craving some solitude right now, like just being alone for a while. I am working on this really important story that I mentioned to you guys of of finishing, bringing this full circle. What started with Dr. Verone last August and, and Fox clamping down so hard on that story I'm digging back in and let's saying, let's get to the bottom. What have we learned in, in a year? Um, let's talk to the researchers, the doctors. And I even got a one-on-one with World Health Org guys. Wow. Right yeah. On. So I'm, I'm looking forward to putting, I've already shot this story. I'm going to put it out. So I'm, I'm already working on, on this first independent report. And, um, I, I want to continue doing journalism, you know, and I want to, yeah, I just want to be authentic and, and and not owned by anyone, and I just want some freedom and peace. And and I I do need to figure out how to monetize myself. Um, but you know, I'm I'm open to a lot of things. Um, I want to keep doing journalism, but I also I I love my music, and I have a, all these songs that came like through inspiration. Like a lot of my songs come in my sleep. It's just like completely inspired. So I want to just work on my songs because I haven't had time with uh, all the chaos that happened with Fox. And, um, and then fitness is another thing I'm passionate about. And I actually, when, when I really was like, okay, it's, I've got to get out of Fox. I actually bought a personal training program and I was like, I'll, I'm going to get certified as a personal trainer because I enjoy fitness and, um, you know, why not monetize something you enjoy? So I'm, I'm open to doing like, a few different things and just, you know, c- continuing to do what I'm passionate about. 
Right on. Yeah. Well, how about we take some super chats? If you have not already, yeah. smash the like button. It really does help out the channel. And subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And don't forget, go to TimCast.com because we will have a bonus segment around 11 p.m. is usually when it goes up. That'll be for members only. But your membership helps support the uh, fierce independent journal- journalism, which we will be expanding upon right now. Cassandra Fairbanks is leading the charge, but we've been going through resumes. We've been having phone calls, and we're probably going to be adding people very, very soon. And the new website will be up within the next month or so. So it's going to be beautiful and amazing. You guys rock. Let's go to these super chats. All right. Cryptic says, Tim, check out Junius Maltby YouTube channel. He calls out the Fed and talks about sound money. Very, very cool. Jacob Wilson says they are taking away your notifications. I know. Yeah. A lot of people don't get notified that we go live anymore. It's weird. What's up I don't that? think it's weird. I think it's absolutely on par for what YouTube is doing, especially when we're hosting conversations like this. Why does that work? So you click the subscribe, you click the bell button and click it to all notifications and then you still don't get it? Still don't get it. Still. Is that because other things are prioritized? No, it's because YouTube is pretending to actually be fair. Hmm. Come to think of it, I haven't gotten notifications about you recently. See? Mm. Yep. And we're we've got I don't want I'm not gonna name anybody, but we've got a really big week coming up with a with a bunch of people that's like we're going to be – you ever see those videos of, like, the Russian dudes who climb on cranes and, yeah. like, dangle with one arm? <laughs> That's basically basically what we're doing next week in, turn, in terms of YouTube oh, banning boy. us. So we're oh, bringing – we, we got some big names, and we're basically going to be dangling off the edge of that crane. Confident <laughs> we can pull ourselves up and not get banned, but uh, conversation's got to happen. Like, I have my limits. I, I always say, like, there are some things that YouTube doesn't allow you to talk about. We'll be very careful because I don't want to sacrifice 99% of the conversation for 1%. But there's a limit. YouTube saying you can't say the sky is blue or 2 plus 2 equals 5 is a limit. It's like, nah, we can't, we can't get to that point. We, we got to have real conversations. All right. Shibi says, any chance I, I could get a shout out for the horror show I co-host called Visited by Voices? Ooh. We spotlight lesser known creators in the community. Hey, there you go. Shout out. Here's good news. Frank Perez says, Tim, we can officially constitutional carry in the great state of Texas starting September 1st. Yes. It's about time. Jeez. Seriously. Surprised. Yeah. Oh, I've got a story on that one. Yeah, they definitely, they assigned me to that story when it goes, oh. was going through the legislature there because, you know, I'm a Texas reporter. And it was all about racial groups. Oh, how, <laughs> how, will, how will racial groups react to this legislation? Weird. Love and it. they actually, they assigned me to my... Um, uh, to one, I do one story on how women are reacting and affected, and when on how black people are are reacting, and, and they it, it was weird. But we can get into people it later. like guns. They they actually sent me specifically to um, Third Ward, which is the the bl- known to be the like the blackest part of Houston, and then to a barber shop specifically to what? to get reaction on on guns. Huh. Wow. All right, we got Black Czar. He says, due to CRT DIE training, talent has been leaving our armed forces. Some quit and form local militias. Those are facts. Now suppose some of them left believing CRT, but came to pro-white conclusions. That's what the government fears, that the genie is out of the bottle. It's a really interesting point. Good point. Yeah, uh, identitarianism can be for any race. And critical race theory basically teaches that it, it tells people to segregate. Or I should say applied racial theory is what we're seeing at these schools. They're telling children to do and believe things. And it results in white people saying, okay. And there was a school district in California that actually said they wanted to trigger a white racial awakening Hmm. in children. Okay, great. 
Jacob wow. Richardson says, I can verify that the anti-extremism and wokeness CRT and diversity trainings are causing people to leave the military. Example, me, Captain, USMCR. Mm. Wow. wow. Not yeah. surprised. Yeah, well, who's left? A bunch of woke cultists? That's And creepy. yes, men. That yeah. will do anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mentioning that constitutional carry was just signed into law. I think that's absolutely fantastic. We have that up in New Hampshire, and it's pretty awesome. Nice. Cole Gibson says, give this girl a job. I'd actually, I'll actually subscribe, subscribe to your website if I can listen to her reporting. You want to talk about backbones? Hmm. Well, hey. you know. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot of comments saying that. <laughs> Jake. People are saying it. Jake Wigington says, my mother is a nurse who worked the entire pandemic. The hospital she worked at used this drug very often and it saved many lives the entire time. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what drug that's talking about. Well, mm. You should always talk to your doctor. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean this. I'm, I'm really bothered by this because my friend who got who got uh, uh, sick, it was like um, he didn't he didn't go through an analysis of his medical history. Oh, and so I, I will say I think to be fair, look, I know I know almost everybody I know like from back home got vaccinated totally fine, and I've got one friend, uh, two people I know, one one friend and someone close to my family who have been who've gotten sick, and I think it's because they didn't do a proper assessment of their medical histories, and when I talked to them about it. I actually think we found, you know, the reason that was like, hey, this is why you, you probably got sick. This is, you know, you should have why they had a breakthrough case of you, COVID. Like they got COVID after vaccination before. OK, so uh, there, there have been some stories about that, that if you so there was there have been doctors who have said if you get COVID, you have to wait before you can get the vaccine. Mm. I'm not telling you to do anything. OK, YouTube, calm down. Mm. I'm saying that was a story that was published far and wide. And so I had a friend who got sick and then shortly after got vaccinated and he had an adverse reaction. And I'm like, it may have been because you needed a second opinion. A doctor who would have looked at your history and said, oh, whoa, whoa, like, let me, you know. So that's why I always tell mm-hmm. people, talk to a doctor, right. talk to a second doctor, make sure you're getting sound medical advice. Don't get it from, from political shows. All right, let's see. East F says, Luke, demand that everyone comment on the, Luke, demand that everyone comment on the ATF's website regarding the ruling. What is a receiver and the banning pistol braces? See guns and gadgets video. Rise to the challenge on YouTube for more info. Love the show. Yeah, the ATF released uh, a guidelines that's very complex, very big about their proposals for uh, you know firearms and, and receivers and, 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 and all these different things. And they're actually taking comments from the general public uh, about it. So people are asking people to get involved, which... Um, your choice, but I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the ATF does. There's a lot of comments just saying to hire. Ivory, yeah, wow. So <laughs> I, I'm not, I can't just read. Aww. We might get enough super chats to do it. Yes, uh, if we get <laughs> enough super works. chats to pay her salary, then then it's a no brainer. <laughs> All right, let's see. That means a lot. That means a lot. It's so interesting that the reaction from the audience about about this from viewers, it's been nothing but love. Yeah, that the friends in the media who have been like brave enough to reach out to me after this have sent me sympathy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are what are you sympathetic about? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. better than ever. Fox yeah. was a prison. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how when you do the right thing, good things happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Weird. Mm-hmm. there there was that the, the Facebook whistleblower for James O'Keefe. What did he get a half a million dollars? Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. I'm, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. If you right. tell people, listen. If you come out and expose the corrupt, there's a support network, and I'm pretty sure half a million dollars is better than where he was before. <laughs> and I'm glad to hear it. I'm Absolutely. glad to hear it. Absolutely. People want to help him so out. So come out, though. you guys. If you're a media member, come on out. We'll yeah. support you. 
Send yeah. uh, uh, Be Brave. Go to Project Veritas and, and expose. There is a huge demand for legit, bold uh, truth seekers. So if you get out of the corporate media, you know, people are going to want to tune into you. This is so important because people are so scared about speaking up. So I'm really mm-hmm. glad that you're sharing your story because we really need to motivate people to come out and be like, yeah, this is actually happening. And when you yeah. do, you email, as far as I know, Veritas Tips at Proton Mail. That sounds right. That, yeah, you can send right, an anonymous yeah. tip to them or if, you know, send them your contact info. That's right. Uh, y- you'll probably get a phone call from James. <laughs> James O'Keefe is very excited about this story right now. You'll probably get a personal call. I don't know. Oh, sweet. One of the most effective people fighting in the culture war and just in general for truth in media, I suppose. I think it would be silly to assert that everything Veritas does is perfect. That's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Nobody is. So the media hyper focuses on faults or any kind of hole they can possibly find. But, man, I look look at a lot of the – anti-establishment, woke, or whatever. There's very few people who are fighting as hard as James is and doing a good job of it, especially. So I'm eternally grateful that Veritas exists. All right. Benjamin Dine says, the establishment wants to make sure the public panics at the right time so they can provide the appropriate insight into the situation. So the public will just believe whatever they say without question, potentially. I think they want people to panic at the right time so they can game the market. So they can force all the poor people to lose their resources. They can buy them up and then crank the prices up and sell them high. And that's the game they play. Wait, who's saying Wanset? Who, who's he saying Wanset? The that, establishment. Uh, okay. The establishment media want, wants panic as much as possible all the time. Yeah, there's panic a panic sells. story yeah. every day. They would love that. And that's why they have loved COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the, the CNN guy. <laughs> yep. yep. Gangbusters. That's what he said, right? Jeez, yeah. And they loved the death count and they were so hoping gross. it was going to go up and they oh. had it on the screen. It's Guys, let me tell you, when COVID first came in March last year, they my my news team was reporting the, the case count and the death numbers. And I was getting those numbers as well as the recovery rates from all the local counties. And I was actually shocked looking at the sensationalism in the media at that time and then looking at the recovery rate. I was like, oh, people are recovering really quick because initially it was like, wait, do you ever get over this? Yeah. Or, you know, and I was and I in, in our morning editorial meeting in our boardroom, I said, Susan, to my boss, we, we need to we need to put the recovery rate on the TV, too, to give the full picture. Um, and she she was adamant against that. That shocked me. Yeah. She said, "No, we don't want the recovery rate up mm. there." Wow. Wow. Evil. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until like weeks later when more pressure was put on her, she finally put it up. Wow. You ever see that meme where it was like, type in three random numbers and like a city oh, yeah. and co or type in three random numbers and COVID and you'll find stories. And so like, I it did works, it. Yeah. Like like, or it was it was three random numbers and cases or something. And the stories, there's just they're just always something. It's it's really weird. Any three random numbers, nine. Obviously not starting with zero, but you know. Wow, gets the clicks, man. All right, Cassius Cam says, "Hey gang, your friend from the lumber mill. Millennials are still soft and won't work. Been working twelves for three months and weekends. I'm also an ANCAP rap artist. Luke, can I send you some of my videos on IG? I won't disappoint you. Yeah, uh, you could email me at info at wearechange.org. I'm actually answering those emails. Info at wearechange.org. Very cool. Mm. Geraldo Oliveras says, Governor DeSantis announced Florida is sending state troopers to Texas and Arizona to assist with the border crisis. Is this an early sign of states consolidating like the states uh, with states like the blue state people moving to conservative areas? Mm. That's scary. 
I love it. The states taking responsibility amongst themselves and basically separating from the Fed. That's scary. Did you did you do the trick, dude? I'm looking at uh, the most ridiculous graphic. This is the new <laughs> cases and deaths from the coronavirus. It was January 10th is when it started to go down. January 10th. That's four yeah. days after Biden was sworn in. Is that right? January 6th? No, that's no, four days after January 6th. January 20th. January 20th, he was sworn in. But did you type the three numbers? Yeah, it just gave me a bunch of... I typed 751-23 cases COVID, and it gave me Wait, a... Wait, 751 and 23 cases COVID. I, what do you mean? I just just type, type in like exactly 619 and Oh, three single-digit numbers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you... What were you... You were doing like... Was, what are those compound numbers? Long, that yeah. So like six space one? No, no, no. Like 619 okay, or 124 okay. or 736. Okay. There was a meme where you could like just type that in and then Google would give you a story for every random number. Yeah. Maybe Word. we could talk about it on the after show that. We'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Wow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bob? Oh, yeah. Oregon so, COVID-19 update. 713 new hey, cases. I just typed 713. Yep. Now, yep. now change it what to 712. Put 712. What is going on? <laughs> is this the most propagandized? No, I think it's uh, because the media happened. was tracking humans? every single number, right. every single yeah. day. Yeah. Maryland reports seven hundred and twelve new hey. coronavirus cases right. uh, because it was the shock content they wanted. Yeah. Every number, every exactly. time. Exactly, exactly. Oh, we'll, we'll 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 look into this. We'll we'll pull it up for the bonus uh, bonus segment. Bob Samarchik says SPLC put We Are Change on the list and effectively dissolved We Are Change Seattle. Thanks to Luke for marching on. Someone has wow. to do it. And, uh, yeah, they try to intimidate you. They try to make you afraid. And if you're not afraid, you could continue on. Um, they want you in a constant, negative, low vibrational state of panic, fear, anxiety. Don't let them win. That's right. Right Coast Crypto says, hey, Tim, talking about creating culture. I was a heroin addict for eight years, just celebrated 16 months clean. I'd love to do something with you to let people know there's a way out. So many people are suffering. We could help so many. Well, we got a lot of work to do, but you can always send your email to pitches at timcast.com where we have somebody who goes through them and then tries to figure out what we're capable of doing. There's a lot of things we want to do. It's also about what we can do. I'm hoping within five years we're doing all of it. I hope so. Movies, sitcoms, all that stuff. Mm. Okay, okay. Hire her, hire her, hire her. I see, I see, I see, I see. Love that. Machismo Joe says, Ivory, we are not a cult. We are gorillas. Glad to hear you're here. When are you joining the Beanie Compound? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. Jeez. Did, did everyone's just saying the same thing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Let me At scroll down a little money. bit. <laughs> Here we go. Andrew Pawlowski says, hey, Tim, I just got an invite to Clubhouse. It's a talk-only social media site that has huge potential to change culture. I have several invites. If you want one, just say yes, and I'll message you on IG. Yeah, have you Clubhouse was really big, only and now Apple. it's no one uses it anymore. Yeah. What happened with it? It was a it, it fad. It was a fad. Oh. Yeah. Everybody was only, doing so. these talk rooms, and then eventually they got bored of them, and now no one in the U.S. really uses them anymore. Hmm. So they kind of, you know, wow. fizzled out. But I appreciate the the offer. Okay. The Magalanium says, hey, Tim, big fan from Canada. Thanks for keeping me sane in this dark age of information. Keep up the good fight, and God bless. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
Guam Tech says, Tim, your one-wheeled skates are not a good design. Look into tri-skates or even aggressive if you want to do tricks. Also, looking for some anyone to come to the compound and rep some blading. Um, so I have this photo. I, bought, I got Amazon recommended these weird things. It's like a bike wheel. Oh, yeah. And then you wear a brace, like, on your legs. So you have the bike wheel, like, on the left, of, and, like, outside of your legs. There is a little training wheel, and it's just, like, the most ridiculous thing ever. It doesn't really what? work. And it's I really need to see a picture. Yeah, it's, it's on my Instagram. So that's what they're talking about. Uh, Tech, we actually are having some bladers come out, not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, I need a question. We are going to have BMX, scooter, and bladers coming out. And we are going to film a vlog where we just get interdisciplinary trick doing at the compound. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm excited for it. 2007 Shockwave says, just got over from watching Viva Barnes, and they mentioned this. Not that I was unaware of you guys to begin with. Well, they mentioned right. our show, or... Mm-hmm. Cool. Hopefully Appreciate it. With James O'Keefe. Matt Bowler says, been listening live nearly every day for a while now, yet I'm finding myself wondering for the first time, where's Ian? I'm right here, friend. He's there. <laughs> just listening. Just listening. Taking it in. I, I'm very um, taken by Ben Franklin lately, and... He was noted, uh, I think when he went to the first constitutional convention, he said nothing the entire time. He's really? Yeah. Good wow. for him. Listening, underrated. Lior, I, 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 I have to read all of these comments. <laughs> Lior Engelstein says, Timothy Daniel Poole, you oh better my. bring Miss Hecker on board right now. If not, I will consider taking my money from Timcast and walking away from Tim <laughs> Is that your oh mom? Oh my, <laughs> that, that must be your mother with the full name there. I Lior Engelstein is not my mother's name. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Now that It'd I think a about pseudonym. it. pseudonym. <laughs> too funny. Clarence W. says, please say Crowder is coming on the show. Ooh. Well, He's with, busy. The, with, with the new studio... We will be, um, we're getting someone to come out and change some things. We have a very strict in-studio policy for a lot of reasons, but we may actually do like maybe like once per month we'll open up for virtual because there are people like Hassan Piker who was willing to come on if we did a virtual thing and uh, potentially people like Steven Crowder if we do virtual because these are both people who host their own shows. Hassan does his live stream and Twitch, why would he stop doing his job just to come and come on here and have a debate or discussion? Doesn't make sense. But, uh, but there are some people who are willing to do it. And I think maybe we'll open up like a, maybe like one a month. We'll be willing to do virtual. The problem is right now we don't actually have monitors for anybody but me. So no one would be able to hear or see any person on Skype. We just, we, we were never set up for it because we never wanted to do it. But, uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Sean KC, FPV, says, all of this media censorship feels a lot like Man in the High Castle. Thank you, Ivory, for exposing a forbidden mm-hmm. glimpse of reality. Excellent. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> Bobby Digital says, resist the usage of the word worker. It marginalizes everyone. You know we've reached a disgusting place in our society when you hear nurses, doctors, and surgeons referred to as hospital workers. That's just a group. I mean, they all work there. Jay Dubsky says, I just became a member at TimCast.com. Have you considered making a YouTube channel that mostly just links to member content and news at TimCast.com? Not easy to do. Um, really not easy to do. So um, we have a proprietary service for the members only thing. But the, the new site's coming. And it's going to be really awesome. The members only content is going to have a preview function, which means if you're not a member, you'll get to watch. Everyone will get to watch the first minute or so of every video because maybe you, you don't want to, you know, you're like, hey, I need a trailer for this. Why should I, you know, invest in this membership? A teaser. But I, I think it's much easier to say if you think that CNN does a great job and that they should make more money than us and have more views than us, don't become a member. 
if you think the inverse and they don't deserve the money they get or being propped up by YouTube and you want to see us do more work, then please share these shows and become a member. It's all we can ask for. I, I wonder how much they're making these days. CNN makes a lot of money, yeah. but they spend a lot of money. So You know, they had to cut their airport service. They couldn't pay the airports anymore to keep to keep it in there. Well, I think, I, I yes, they, they, they canceled. They were paying airports, like, what was it, like $7 million a, a, yeah. a year or something? I forget how much, but yeah, they had to pay to keep CNN. I wonder on, how there. much of their ratings was bought. <laughs> Involuntary watchers. But then they would go to these advertisers and be like, we get a million views, look at this. And it's like, yeah, it's mm. airport and hotels, dude. <laughs> Creepy. Lazarus Rex says UFOs are real and we need more money for the military. So Obama is saying Trump's Space Force was a great idea. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Buffalo Bill says, why do far leftists look ill physically and mentally and conservative women are fine? Blonde hair, legs, but the left all look like unhealthy. I mean, really, there could be a correlation there. Um, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to name the YouTuber. There's There's a YouTuber friend of mine who asked me a question about this because we are both noting that when you go to the RNC... The men are all tall and thin. Not all, every single man, but they're ten, chiseled. tend to be chiseled and tall, and the women tend to be like attractive and slim. And then when you go to the DNC, the women are frumpy and the men are short. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? And I, and I said, I think it's actually fairly simple. Attractive people have, they go through life, and people want to do things for them. You know, they're attractive. So if you're an attractive guy, then people are trying to fawn over you. Women are, you know, giving you things or, or constantly talking to you. If you're ugly, it's harder. So people who are uglier have less attractive privilege. They form collectives oh, yeah. to protect themselves, to advocate for their interests. Whereas people who are attractive, who've had a, a, an easier go at life, just say, why should I join a, a, a union or a collective? I'm doing great. Don't force me to do it. So you'll end up with more personal responsibility and individualist types who are attractive mm-hmm. and more ugly, frumpy collectivists. Mm-hmm. I talked about this because there's, there's actually like five different studies that I've cited in the past. The Young Turks got so mad when I brought it up that their studies saying Democrats do tend to be less attractive than Republicans. And they were like, Tim's not attractive himself. He's so ugly. Who's he to say this? And I was like, dude, I'm just reading Washington Post, man. Like, chill out, guys. I wasn't insulting you. (laughs) Literally, I was citing the Washington Post. And then they end up pulling up the store and like, well, it's true, but come on. And I'm like, I don't I don't why why you got to be mean? Like, I wasn't even being mean to you guys. And it was Nando. Like, I was like, Nando, bro, I know you. Why are you mean Taking to me? Taking it personal. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Calm down. All right, all right. Scrotes McGoats says, Tim, you should really, really watch the Deep Space Nine episode in the pale moonlight. It was the most shocking episode of Star Trek I'd ever seen when it came out. And in the 2000s, it was almost prophetic. Wow, that's an endorsement I've ever seen one. I will definitely... I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I've seen like every episode of the of the 90s series of Next Generation, Voyager, and Deep Space Nine. But I must admit, I can remember basically everything from the Next Generation. Wow, do I love that show. Deep Space Nine, I watched every episode at least once and some twice. And Voyager, a lot of the episodes I kind of like half dozed off for and wasn't really paying attention. So that's did, that's the, my ranking of how much I liked the show. Enter- I, th- I thought Janeway was good, though. Did you think Enterprise was good? I didn't watch it. That was the 2000s. Yeah. That was Scott 2001. I, I, I saw some episodes. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, the, it was the worst Star Trek it. intro I've ever seen. What was what was that? The remember. intro? Yeah, I don't remember. Like, The Next it. Generation is fantastic. The iconic introduction. Space, the greatest the final Shakespearean, Shakespearean actors of all time. Is the I know, right? <laughs> Good move. Uh, I thought Janeway was all right, um, but, you know, it was, it was whatever. I'll check it out, though. All right. Let's see. Let's uh, we'll, we'll jump down and see what we got here. 
I think I read that one. Here we go. Nerdius Maximus says Ian breaks the laws of physics. He goes from genius to ridiculous faster than the speed of light. <laughs> DNS records are already decentralized, but you should use a secure DNS server. Oh. Hey, there you go. Thank you. Good to know. Hmm. A lot of people telling us to look up Yuri Bezmenov. We get that oh, comment oh, fairly yeah. often. Oh, yeah. Should we? Huh. Interesting. Matthew Holloway says, Tim, who do I contact about becoming a contributing writer? I wrote for The Blaze back in 16, and I'd love to help out from Phoenix. Shout out the Net on Mojo 5.0 Radio, please. Oh, hey, there you go. Cool. Um, I suppose for now, jobs at timcast.com. But it's very difficult because we are getting overwhelmed with, with requests. So definitely appreciate it. Josh England says, Tim, YouTube has never allowed me to enable notifications for IRL. It says the action is disabled for content for kids. Well, huh. we're certainly not content for kids. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, maybe you have a setting on your account that limits you to only be able to watch kid content or something. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Chandy Lands says, how long till the MSM does a reverse Project Veritas and places people in the opposition's base of operations? Maybe Ooh. that's what Ivory's doing. Mm. Coming from mainstream media. Are you a double agent? Are you a triple agent? A triple, <laughs> triple agent. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or wait, it's a double agent. How's that work? The licensed guru says, Ivory, thank you for speaking truth. You've answered the prayers of millions. Oh, that means a lot. B.E. says, YouTube, stop your anti-Asian hate. Give me Tim Pool notifications. <laughs> the bell does nothing. That's right. It's racism. <laughs> yeah, YouTube's racist because, you know. Uh, I didn't. You're part Asian? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, no, really? This is a minority-owned company, and That's YouTube right. is racist. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm Polish. I'm a so person of he, color, yeah. officially. So Slavic people are people of color. <laughs> Watch out, YouTube. No, did you know that? Yeah, I'm one. I'm 132nd Cherokee. For there you real. go. For oh, really? You look like perfect. It. Well, right. then there you go. Actually, I, isn't there like a legal threshold, or is that? Is that? Yeah, I think it's eight percent. So I didn't make the cut, huh. but my grandpa did. Or I mean, one eighth. One ah. eighth is the is the cutoff. Yeah. A group called the Coalition for Communities of Color says that Slavic people are people of color. <laughs> So blonde, blonde, blonde right. hair, blue-eyed Luke is Damn a person right. of color. Luke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see it. That was recent. Wasn't that like in, yeah. in March yeah. or so? That was when it was here, like in January. Yeah. Or whatever. Blonde February. is a color. I'm yeah. glad they acknowledged that. Finally. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Mark Roberts says, I wanted to send 20 bucks, but future inflation made me, made me pay $100 oh, for this my. comment. <laughs> Thanks for your content. Please continue to keep us informed. I will do my best. Thank you. Goblin Hand says, offer her a job, you fool, while you still can before somebody steals her. She's a treasure. Don't Aww. do my mistake from last year debating myself if I should buy crypto or no. Oh. It's like just all of this. Wow, he compared me to crypto. That's what an right. honor. <laughs> what an <laughs> honor. <laughs> He's saying That's you're going big. to accrue in value very Oops, quickly. Wow. And you're Love a good it. store of value. <laughs> Chad Conego says, you should glass all of your extra eggs to preserve them. Can keep them good for several months to a year. Wait, oh, what? what? Yeah, is, uh, I gotta look that up. Natural eggs out of the chicken butt uh, have a coating on it that usually the ones at the store are rubbed off, and they could last for uh, a long, long. What does time. it mean to glass wow. them? Wow, uh, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. glass them. Water glassing eggs, long term. I'll send this to you. Cool. Yeah, hmm. sounds great. Kyle Sheridan says, thanks for you and your team's hard work. I would second the recommendation for Guns and Gadgets as well as recommend Warrior Poet Society. Oh, yeah. They both share your love for our country and direction to fight the culture war. There you go. Everybody recommends Warrior Poets to me. Oh, yes. Here's a good one. William J.S. says, you should have Carrie Lake on. 
Award-winning Fox News 10 anchor from Phoenix over 20 years resigned from huge contract due to leftist agenda being pushed. Now running for AZ governor in 2022. Cool. I have seen her her video talking about this. Oh, she is. Up. She is you very guys, cool. She, uh, Project Veritas. Yeah, they they are friends with her. Oh, cool. I did not. I I didn't know who she was or that she existed until Monday, right before I did my thing on the live news. Project Veritas said, by the way, there's this woman who abruptly quit from from Fox and Phoenix. So she's from the same company as me. That's, Fo- that's yeah. Fox, Fox Corp. And this thing, these edicts coming down from New York, I still have to compare notes with her. I want to call her and be like, okay, what, what were yes, they doing with you? But, uh, she sent, she sent Project Avera- Veritas a text message to read to me right before I went live, which was a nerve wracking thing to do. And it was such a, a sweet, encouraging text. So I, I want to thank her and I'm meaning to call her and, uh, Compare notes. Connect, cool. connect the dots on what the heck's going on. All right, we'll do one more. Giuseppe Castellino says, Metal Gear Solid 2. Play it or watch the last part of it with the AI conversation. It's yourself. Predicted everything to a T since 01. Oh, I've wow. heard that. The Metal Gear story is like prophetic. Super cool. My friends, if you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Hit the notification bell, which apparently does nothing at this point. But uh, <laughs> maybe you can tell your, your at-home digital assistant to set reminders Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. when we do this show live. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TimCastIRL. You can share our videos there. You go on Facebook, click that little share button. Because we're trying to leverage these networks to drive more people to TimCast.com. We're going to start producing legit news. We're going to be leveraging these big networks. But we are also on other networks as well. It's 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 a, it's a difficult battle, but this is part of the exodus where we tr- we want to drive people to an independent website. Your membership at TimCast.com is helping fund independent journalism. So make sure you go to TimCast.com for the bonus segment that is coming up at around 11 or so. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Ivory, do you want to shout out your social media channels or anything else? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Ivory. It's at real.ivory, at real.ivory on Instagram, facebook.com slash ivoryhacker. On Twitter, it is at Ivory Hecker. I have a Telegram. Um, it is linked in the bio of my Instagram. I don't know. I think it's Im- so important right now to diversify your social media. Uh, this is, yeah, yeah, these social media corporations are, are not a, about the uh, free sharing of info. So Telegram, I would love if you go to my Telegram because uh, I'm not hearing that they're censoring mm. like the other ones are. Right on. I love Telegram. I'm on uh, We Are Change on there. But if you want to find out why MSNBC called me a right-wing racist, Fox News called me a jihad-loving liberal, you can on LukeUncensored.com. <laughs> sign up right now for all the exciting things that I have going on. And, of course, I also do videos almost daily on the YouTube channel We Are Change. Thanks for having me. Or you can follow me at IanCrossland.net and at Ian Crossland across all social media. Thanks for coming, guys. I really appreciate it. I really love you. And you guys can follow me at Sour Patchlids on Twitter. Contrary to all of your comments in the chat, I'm not actually stoned. I'm just twi- tired, <laughs> as I usually am. Girl, yeah, me too. I know, right? <laughs> same, same. It's a struggle, but yeah. My friends, many super chats saying, Tim, hire this woman. Well, if you want to find <laughs> out if there is a job offer, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and check out the bonus segment where uh, you'll, you'll find out, I suppose. So thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. Bye, guys. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.